welcome to episode 239 of the F Reality Podcast. Today's a special show as we trundle towards winter and a festive season full of VR. It's going to be a busier season than we've had for many years. Here's a quick peek of what's to come. Lesson number one, never take a trip to the beach when Valve is monitoring your every move. Uh, number two, putting a PH fat headset on was never stylish. But your eyes know what's good for you. Just watch me retinene. Apple knows uh, Apple know-it-alls are getting itchy and ready to pounce all over your 2024. If you're still yearning for a pet game, like a few of us, it's not long left to wait. Cuteness rolled in a fuzzy red carpet is coming in Q1. Finally, if you're sick of those annoying drone pilots, Palmer's got your back. Just install a special type of Christmas tree and blammo, Amazon delivery drone down. I repeat, Plebiscus is down. Uh, once we clear the scene of debris, Jose is going to break dance live in a special tribal expose to christen his new microphone and might even add a few releases that you want to consider. So, uh, friends, VR family, let's get intros done. And since it's December already, let's do it a little bit differently. <laughs> I see we keep uh, flickering out. We've changed platforms and we're having a few visual issues, which you won't see on the, you won't hear on the audio podcast. So let Rowdy do his fun stuff. Don't worry, Rowdy. We got Jose up first. So here we go. Um, we know it's all tough love and Adam gets a lot of heat from me in this intro section, but let's flip the tables today with a question. Thinking back, Jose, if that really is your real name, uh, what is one mean thing you did as a kid that you'd like to share with the group to open today's show? Oh, man. So Why? A mean thing. A mean thing. You did. Oh. As a kid. I, I first thing that comes to questions. mind is good. I don't know Didn't why, prepare. but when you asked me that, it was like a, like a ripped open wound of memories just ripped open. Because I was not a good kid. Like, I was <laughs> not a good kid. <laughs> Um, I, I, I would say I would not mention one person specifically. Let's just mention the whole classroom. I <laughs> love attention. I love talking, as you guys can tell. Um, so I was that kid in school. So I legitimately traumatized my middle school teacher to the point that she would have like reflexes and actions that were like being triggered. And her first reaction was saying Jose. That's how bad it got. I had this. Wow. I'll, I'll give you guys a quick little story. I had this obsession with being funny. I wanted to be a comedian and all that growing up. And I had these busted sneakers where at the at the heels, you could see my socks. They opened up like a puppet. And I found it so funny having ripped sneakers that I could just, you know, put my hand inside my, my sneaker and pull out my sock without taking out my shoes. And I found it so funny. I would show this to all my friends in middle school. And it got to the point where people knew me as like the sock guy, ripping the <laughs> socks. And the teacher started, you know, it, it, I remember having a teacher come to me in school and they were like, Jose, like, why are your sneakers ripped? Like, you know, are, are you having some financial problems? And I realized at that moment that my sneaker hustle, you know, my shtick was about to be taken away. So I went in defensive mode and I said, yeah, you know, it's been really tough for my parents and they can't afford new sneakers. <laughs> oh, no. Little did the teacher know that I had a brand new pair of sneakers in the book bag. It was just, this was my sneaker. And that that was a, a little story about me. <laughs> wow, I love it. 
it's really great to hear the insight. And you you took me back to I, I shouldn't go into my side now, but let's do and it. And I was known for 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 socks too, but for a different reason. <laughs> oh <'cause> I, boy! <laughs> no, I thought I that sounds wrong. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. What else could it mean? Uh, uh, someone clipped that. <laughs> I was even talking about sock puppets. I was just being annoying and weird. <laughs> That's amazing. That's an amazing. That's amazing. If there's any photos out there, I'm so keen on oh, seeing boy. a photo of this from back in I, the day. Yeah. But, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's come to your highlights and stuff then. Oh, what, what have you been up to? And um, thanks for thanks for answering my awkward question of the day. Busy, busy man. Um, just we're, uh, last week, all focused on IT sec, uh, the military and simulation or public sector. They don't like call, using the word military, but it's 100% defense. Uh, focused uh uh immersive technology summit right so you just, can see just call the, them how you called them before the, pew, the podcast started um yeah i got to see uh some really cool stuff from anderol and and all these companies that uh, palmer's <clears throat> announcement uh got to see a really cool uh honestly my highlight is this company called OpenX. try OpenX. it is a modernization infrastructure right uh, a lot of people don't realize that the public sector is Fortunately and unfortunately, the, the 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 arbiters of like let's say industry growth when it comes to like workforce and employment and, and all that stuff. So being able to see this platform that was tackling like they they call it modernization, which is like infrastructure for education for jobs that don't have the educational circuit just yet, like robotics and machinery and autonomous uh, uh, conductions. And there's a lot of trades there, but. We're talking about actual labor, right? So people who are going to be using these robots to manufacture vehicles, and there's still a, a lot of training that's required. So this company's using pretty much like the, they they call it, you know, the 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 classic YouTube to training pipeline, and they're using that at scale. So they're using AI, looking at how people are learning and metrics, and it's pretty much education where the teacher is yourself, and it's really cool to see that, and then. Um, honestly, that that's really why I go there for. That's OpenX is the company. OpenX, yeah. So try OpenX okay. is the their their handle on everywhere. But it's it's super cool to see the 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 conversations that people are talking about. You know, future generational work and and it's once again it's so cool seeing all the old school jobs kind of coming back and they but but like with a brand new polish, right? Like they're not just going to be called plumbers. They're going to be called like aquatic, you know, conduction, blah blah blah. And oh, yeah, right. It's fancy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I, I the educational side or how people um, train themselves or self-educate is really interesting to me. I mean, we we uh, we educate our kids. Right. So we don't have them in the standard school system. And so it's interesting when you have like nonlinear training lessons that crop up through life, like all the time, you know, like teaching the kids about um, uh you know how like the Quest 3 or robot vacuums, you know, track with a combination of LIDAR and infrared lights. And being able to show that off on a camera and like give give, an, give a kid a, an infrared torch and then show through a security camera or oh, something so like cool. they're lighting the room up, but they can't see it. And they're like baffled at this idea of like, what's going on? Am I hunting ghosts? You know? <laughs> so that that idea. Yeah. And I think I hit it only a few times, like after having gone through normal, the normal school system at a university and stuff. There were just moments in my engineering degree where you'd hit something and you'd go like, you're like, whoa, I have a real thirst for knowledge, like all of a sudden. And you want to just like burrow into that subject and like, like learning is fun, I suppose, yeah. is, the, is the short thing. That, and so what the, you're talking about yeah. there is like, it, it's just so nice to, to see where that's going yeah. with the world, particularly with the Internet and 
how people make advantage of take advantage of 100%. Of that. And, the, and I think that VR is great for it. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. and and just to like to talk about the psychology of learning itself, I think is like is super interesting because for a lot of people, like learning is often boring. You know, going to school is boring. My mother was a, was a Montessori teacher. I don't know if you're familiar with the Montessori way of teaching, but there is also where, um, so you have children who are actually trying to figure out more for themselves what they want to learn instead of like, you know, you know forcing them through a specific school. So you still, you still go through like all of the different aspects, but children learn a little bit more from like the specific packages. It's really focused, it's more child focused than it is institutional focused, I which that. I think is really interesting. And they often embrace they're very, very expensive schools often uh, because they're like sort of like, you know, there's less, uh, less children per teacher and children are far more like trained independently. But mm-hmm. what I notice a lot from those kind of people is that they learn to study on their own far better. Uh, and they those schools often embrace technology much faster as well. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that when my when my mother was was teaching they were one of the first school to have one of those smart boards, you know, where you could like draw things on, you know, the children found that amazing, of course, because anything technology is is Mm. super cool. So I imagine that, of course, she's retired now, so I don't know what they're doing now, but I imagine that they would probably embracing these kind of VR technologies as well to bring them into the classroom. And having those kind of things in a classroom is so interesting for kids, you know, just not to just learn about history, but to see it happen in front of you. Or like to learn about biology rather than to like, you know, see yeah. it in front of you happening. Those kind of things are very strong. Like we're very visual, you know, organisms. In magic the, school in bus. Sort of a way. We're in magic yeah, school bus world. <laughs> that's actually. I, I think that's super cool. Yeah. yeah and also the, the, the one thing that a lot of people often, um, for, and, and, and Zim, I bet you, you you can definitely add to this, right? A lot of parents that that decide to teach your kids, there's also a lot of biases that they're trying to avoid from schools and educational circuits, right? There's, there's a lot of empathy and ethics that just unfortunately are not being taught in schools anymore. So by you being able to trust actual uh, valuable knowledge, right? Like trade skills and then having the parent and, and, and the, the, the empathy or, or the emotional skilled people that are teaching the parenting rather, it's really cool that there's now like technical tools, right? Rather than just mm. everything. Cause that, that really was my personal fear of homeschooling and education is that I felt like they were going to try to teach everything. And I, and OpenX was just like, Hey, we're focused now on labor, infrastructure, mm. actual skills. And then they, that it, it's a, it's a, it works as a parody to the traditional education, which is, I, I like that approach a lot. I really love it. So, so thanks Raddy for kind of explaining uh, and actually incenting me to yeah. go learn more about Montessori schools because I've heard about them for years uh, and I've never expl- expanded on that. I didn't understand what they were. I always thought it was like uh, a Catholic sect school or something. <laughs> that's not, so it does so, not really. Mont- Montessori was a, was a, I, I think, I think she was a professor is it's a woman who was very against the traditional um, schooling that's system. Right. And she was much more like, you know, it needs to be child focused rather than like, because there's a yeah. saying that says like, um, uh, if if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid, right? Because you focus so much on like a certain aspect. If you only care about yeah. climbing a tree, then you know if you're a fish, you're kind of fucked, you know. But no, <laughs> no, you can swim really oh, well, man. you know. You almost you, can hit, swim you, really almost, well, so you almost made me cry. <laughs> that was actually yeah. one of my <laughs> my mentors um, when I started my company. Told me exactly that because uh, imposter syndrome is a real thing, right? And it's exactly you start yeah. judging yourself based on other metrics. 
when when you you should definitely you know see the bigger picture yeah, yeah so, so letting children explore their own strengths whether that is yeah. math or language and then focus more on those of course they will still have to do the math and this and that but they can for example spend more time on the things where they are strong in or sometimes spend more time on the thing that they haven't developed that uh, that strongly in yet but like it's more focus on what the child wants to do and you pick like boxes and the the tests and the way that they learn is very cool because it's it's very interactive and it's like very focused on like that the teacher is not a teacher but it's a guide they, they're not allowed yep. to call themselves teachers either it's more like I wish you need I had to guide that. the child let's do it's, it's, let's go back to school I'm telling you it's a fantastic <laughs> that's school that's it we're done <laughs> Let's run this roller coaster again. Actually, I do think, and, and this is a, a little insight about me, like I, my personal view of if there's a, if there's like a heaven essentially, or, or some kind of like an afterlife type thing is just that you get to run the same ride again. You know, like just do the life over with the different New game plus? or whatever. Yeah. New game plus. Yeah, yeah exactly. New game <laughs> Let's plus. Let's go. I love this. I thought it'd be really awesome. I love this. Um, Anyway, anyway, yeah, so thank you so much for taking us down the uh, education route, Jose, because that's uh, just wonderful, and we don't hit on it that much. We're very much a game-focused podcast, but man, it is it is, it is, absolutely a future. Um, VR and MR are going to enhance it enormously, uh, and before long, I think that, you know, being able to self-educate and also without bias will be really important for the future, and I think we'll see a little bit of a, over time, uh, my personal view is that it'll disintegrate the kind of standardized school system to some extent and more like what rowdy described uh will become more 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 commonplace um with that all right let's go so well next up it's mr science magazine 2018 he's matured a bit since then his features are more refined uh but rowdy what would you say is your favorite memory about belgium from when you were a teenager Oof. i i think my i mean it like definitely with the friends, right? You know, when you when you go out with, with people, I think my my most uh, precious memory is like we all had no money and we grew up in a in a small village town, you know, and we would just like do all kinds of crazy stuff. So we 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 would still go to like festivals, but like we made it like kind of like a sport on like trying to get into festivals. So we would like try to like you know climb fences and this and that, and we we really did. I mean, we, we did crazy. I mean, I don't know if I should mention all of it because, you know, we've been chased quite a bit, like, uh, as a group of friends. <laughs> go and for we one, were, go at, at a certain point, we were even approached by um, a person who was doing, like, um, you know, this, like, you know, MTV TV show. It's not MTV, but then more Belgium kind of thing. Wow. To kind of do something about us trying to get into these kind of uh, things. Uh, I mean, we, we did everything from, like... Uh, like we we would make like bracelets ourselves using you know I I had like a I I remember that still yeah we had like an old uh, bed sheet that I would like uh, rip apart and then paste it on a piece of paper and then I would like go to a festival and ask people to take pictures of their of their bracelets right so I would then like take pictures <laughs> of the bracelet and then we would go back home and we we would like you know cut parts out isn't that and oh, wow. we would, like, bring that it back is... together oh, and then we put. Like in a, on a regular like A4 standard letter printer, we would like put the sheet with the with the mattress <laughs> thing or with the with the with the blanket thing on, and then we would just print it out. And we bought these like little iron clips in the store. And then you know where where you go to festivals, they like clip, and then all those end clips are there. So we would took the end clips, and the end clips look real. They were just real. Combine them. 
and we would just combine them and like an attachment to the thing that we had. <laughs> Such a smart fucking lad, this guy. And then, and then we went there and they, they just checked, they pull on the on the iron lid to see if it's proper. And I mean, I saved thousands of dollars to it. Wow. <laughs> that's all awesome. the prison boss days are now lining up for me, Rowdy. Yeah. I'm seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but before that, but when we weren't that smart, we would literally go to festivals with like, you know, a backpack with like tools, like, you know, scissors and like garden scissors, like this and that. And we would like cut through fences and stuff like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I remember this one time we, we were we were doing that with me and a buddy of mine. And uh, we, we were on the VIP parking lot. That's how we got in. And we, we pulled out our, we had like yellow fluo jackets. So we put those on because the more obvious it looks that you're there, the less they suspect yep. you tried to do something that you're not supposed to, right? <laughs> so so we had these like so fluo smart. jackets, we were like walking on a parking lot and we're trying to figure out how do we get, you know, from the VIP parking lot, how do we get into, into the place? And we, we encountered this group of people who was there and they were like asking us like, oh, where is the entrance, this and that, blah, blah. And we were just saying, yeah, yeah, you know, you need to go. Just straight and to the right, isn't that blah blah? And they move on, they're a little bit further. And my buddy of mine, he, he jumps, you know, he jumps the fence and he goes lay in the ditch and he wants to like, because we saw these like, you know, just little toilets, or you like, and you could like squeeze through them. So we were gonna do that. So yeah, you already lay down and I wanna move and jump over the fence, but I see that group turn back. I was like, fuck, no, what, what am I gonna do? So I'm standing there and the group is like walking towards me and they're saying, yeah, we, we just walked over there. There's oh, nothing shit. there. Like, uh, we, we, we don't see anything. And I was like, oh, no, you just need to walk further. And he looks at me and it's like, where's your friend? And I'm like, damn. Uh, he, just, he just went to the toilet. Uh, you know, he's in the back there. And he's like, why is he laying in the ditch there? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And I looked I'm over, and he was laying like in the like he was laying with his face in, in the mud, like in, in in the grass, I don't want in the, the grass. one spot where like the the light was still shining. <laughs> like, and I just and I just see it, and I start laughing. And the guy says to me, "Don't worry, man, we're doing the same thing." <laughs> I'm not trusting any parking attendant anymore. Just, you guys can go first. We, you guys can go first, and we'll go after you. I said, okay, that's fine. And we walk <laughs> off again, and we and we walk, and the security guard is like coming, and we start like running. We run for the toilets, and, th- th- and this I never forget this because we want to like squeeze through, but it's just my, my friend was a little bit more hench than I am, and I was behind him. It's like, move, 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 move. but he couldn't go <laughs> through. Big mistake. No, and, put the big guy first, <laughs> and he, 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 he starts to push the the toilet, but there was someone in there. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god and he starts pushing worse. it and you hear this girl saying guys this isn't funny stop it like, stop it and he starts pushing it and the thing like i mean it didn't fall over but it was swaying left and right left and right and i just like burst out laughing and security is coming over we eventually squeeze through we're at the festival and I mean, I, I just, I, I've, up to this date, I've wondered like what that girl must have been thinking or like, <laughs> what kind of argument that she was with her friends afterwards. That's like, this is not funny. You know, I was on the toilet. Yeah. Just it admit crazy. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It was, yeah. We, we did crazy stuff back then. Yeah. That's some good vicarious living right there. Rabbi. Seriously. That's amazing. So what were you, you were, <clears throat> sque- why, I missed the point. Like why? Why was the girl's toilet getting pushed? Was it because you're trying to squeeze through? Yeah, two we were different? trying to squeeze through because those toilets were oh. like kind of part of the fence, I would part guess. Part of the barrier? Like, uh, yeah. 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 The, that security <laughs> has gotten way more tighter now, though. Yeah. We tried it with the QR codes as well, that we would try to copy uh, the, the, the R fits. 
Yeah. That was hard, though. It was easier just to jump the fence, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. That's well, thank you very much again. You've answered the question of the day there. So, uh, <laughs> any highlights from the last two weeks? Uh, I bought Cyberpunk. Oh, uh, cool. hey. Yeah, fi I finally committed. I thought it was like 60% off or something like that. So, I was yeah. like, ah, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. I tried to turn all the settings to maximum, but apparently they added like a bunch of stuff. Like, that my, my computer can't handle that anymore. I got a, I think, a 2080 Ti. And, oh, um, no, no, no way. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's it's perfect. It's it's such a great game. Like I have a lot of fun with it. I haven't played it that much, like a couple of hours. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like I'm playing a movie, and I love. I mean, I love that in VR. You know, like being part of that movie. And uh, I, I think they they're doing a great job with that as well. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially now that everything has been kind of fixed. You know, like you know they had a lot. Of it's the best in the time. Yeah. Like yeah. this is the best time to purchase something like Cyberpunk because you've yeah. waited long enough that they fixed all the major bugs, so all of the woes will be out of it. You can get decent performance on a decent rig. And then, you know, it just, it's kind of just, you're getting it for cheap as well, right? So, yeah, yeah. Great. That's, yeah. I try to do that yeah. with a lot of games. Cyberpunk is what on my list. So I will be uh, asking you tips at some point, but that's yeah, probably exactly. another year off or so for me. <laughs> I want to wait until it's VRable on my rig. And I think my yeah, rig is exactly. not. I'm similar to you yeah. in terms of spec. It's like i7, 2080 Super or so. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's awesome. Well, Cyberpunk is a great starter there. I hope others have picked that up in the sale as well. Some of you using VR mods and the like. I've, I've been uh, speaking to some people. Uh, okay, let's move over then. And uh, finally, it's over to Adam. Uh, well, God. you're a big softie when it comes to the holidays. All that decorating, cosplaying a bit from time to time, and of course, wrestling for the TV remote when there's a Christmas special coming on. Uh, what is your favorite holiday memory that you can recall here on the spot? You know, just to open up for us. Maybe from when um, you were a bit, a bit younger, from your youth as well. Given <laughs> I said that for Jose as well, you can define yeah. that however you like. Yeah, yeah. So on my my mom's side, that's that's the bigger side of my family. That's the Asian side. They're Filipino, Japanese. My mom has like six sisters and two brothers, and they all have kids. And now some of their kids have kids. So I mean, not then, but um, just thinking back, most of them then lived in Hawaii. So sometimes we would go to my grandma's house for for like Christmas and New Year's. And there, um, I don't know if it's the same now, but fireworks were huge. Like you, we would just go outside, blow up a bunch of fireworks. All your neighbors would have fireworks that be, you'd blow up fireworks in trash cans just so they'd be louder, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So it was, it was so great because there were also so many family members and this is like a dumb little kid thing, but you could just see like the, under the Christmas tree were just presents loaded because it was just like gifts for mom and dad gifts for grandma and grandpa gifts for everyone's kids so it was always such a huge christmas and they'd go all out with their decorations they had cute like old-timey like 40s christmas decorations that they probably kept for years and years and um and yeah i really i really miss that they had a pretty i mean decently sized house in sort of a not great area of hawaii <laughs> there, there still are hawaii you know? yeah. Still Hawaii, yeah, but they're, I mean, it's not, definitely not one of the touristy parts. There's like mm. poorer residential areas. The real that are, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the real, the real Hawaii where you got the tin roofs and all that. But that's, but that's yeah. real island life. That's real like, island. I mean, that, yeah. And that, that's something like people don't know about me as I spent, you know, my, my years from like year 10 to 15. I was in St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands and it was like a two and a half world, you know, 
place. It was this was not like an affluent island that was, you know, the local government was corrupt, like literally murdering each other. All kinds of crap was going on. You were getting hit with hurricanes the whole time. Um, and yeah, real real island life Jeez. is like, you know, not having milk on the island for three weeks. And, you know, just like you say, but it's and for example, having having Christmas with no snow, you know, that's like a common island <laughs> thing where you're like. Maybe we'll go to the beach and that type well, of stuff. But it's I mean, really I've cool also, to hear that. Yeah, I was born and raised in California, so not having snow during Christmas wasn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, going to Hawaii and still having no snow during Christmas. Like, oh, it's just That's going same. somewhere where there is snow during Christmas would be more shocking to me. <laughs> but yeah, always come this, over. We have tons yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, one day starting to get to. it. Starting to get it. As long as I don't have to drive through it, because I'll have no idea. But yeah, that I, I always remember having super fond memories where we got to, you know, visit family and just hang out, and it was just chaotic, and I loved it. And you know, I don't know, good good memories. I love that. Big big family, it sounds like. So that's uh, huge buzzing, uh, buzzing, and with fireworks blowing off in in, in tin cans. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what about your highlights then from the last couple of weeks? What have you been up to? Um, I've been experimenting with the Meta's shared spatial anchoring. So now that uh, I have the Quest 3, oh yeah. my husband can get the Quest 2. He always gets my downgraded headsets. Um, so I've been like, oh, okay, cool. Now they both have quests. We can actually do like multiplayer quest games now. And so first we tried um, Demio in pass-through in the same space. And that's really cool. Like he... He likes VR and stuff, um, although sometimes I can't tell if it's because he knows that it's my livelihood or if it's because he actually is interested. Like there's certain games he really likes, but this one I could tell he really, really liked the idea of being able to, you know, see your space and have Demio as a board game like on your table and be able to watch everyone in real time, you know, move your figures around, have your cards and stuff. So that was really cool. Um, and then I moved him on to, we tried puzzling places after too, because we also do like, we're kind of dorks and sometimes we have puzzles that we like real life puzzles we work on. So I was like, well, he might like this one and both worked really, really well. I mean, we, we risked, uh, trying hand tracking to get like even more immersion mm. and occasionally like our hands, like his hand would end up being mine or vice versa. Like our hands would stick to each oh. other. We'd have to go like this. So it's like, give me my hand back. But um, it's weird. other than that, it was really cool. And and so I, I, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, those couple of devs out there took the time and effort to integrate this. Cause it's like, how, how many people are going to have multiple quests in the same space? Like that's probably such a small mm. subset within a small subset, but it is really cool. And I, I, I hope, more devs do in the future but i could understand why why they don't but it's so neat like it's i can't i do feel bad for tilt five i think you mentioned that i kept thinking yeah, that in the yeah. back of my head yeah. is like oh this is so much better yeah. <laughs> to like tilt five with yeah you know. uh, and the fact that you buy and you get a board game in one pair of glasses and the tether isn't very long i mean to be able to do it where you can like walk to the kitchen and get a glass of milk and cookies and come back and sit down again and continue working on the puzzle. I played that with uh, with my wife as well. And the, the the spatial anchoring, for those who don't know, it means that when you can hand a puzzle piece, for example, to your significant other, your buddy or whatever, and you can just pick it up. And the nice thing is you could have little couples arguments in that space as well. It's super <laughs> fun. You can be like, no, give me that. No, give me that. You know, like you just act like kids again. And it's amazing. Um, Peace doesn't go there, you idiot. Yeah. Get <laughs> angry. Is the uh, spatial anchoring working? In Demio now, like the mask is in the right place and the table's in the right spot. Because when we tried it a few weeks ago, it wasn't it wasn't working yet. For the most part. But I also found um, if things get messed up, because it seemed like it was working better on my Quest 3 than on his Quest mm. 2. 
But in the settings, there's a like a sync button. So if things get kind of messed up looking, um, I, we would usually sync it to whoever's sync seemed the most like in place or they were having the least amount of issues. Mm, so okay. maybe we had to do that like a couple of times and then it it fixed it. Because sometimes his board would be like in the table, but I think that's my fault for doing like a crappy outline of the table. Maybe it was too low. But um, but it was no problem. Even if I did a, a crappy guardian setup on his, he could just align it to mine with the sink, and it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think not just Tilt Five. Like, um, think about like dungeon masters out there who are running D and D campaigns. I mean, oh. it's not going to be long before the de facto is not just you know, I'll, I'll call it the analogy here is you know you're reading a book or you're going to watch the full cinematic experience. Like you're going to go see a film. Like I'm going to watch. Like what's the first thing kids are going to do? They're probably going to see Lord of the Rings in the cinema before they go and read, you know, Tolkien's masterpiece and read the book. And I think that's similar to like D and D experiences. I think it's not going to be pen and paper and, you know, character sheets anymore. I I think it's going to end up being a thing that you do in mixed reality with your friends because everyone's got a headset. And, and that point about quests, I mean, quest one, quest two, I, I, I agree that like that used to be a rare thing, but now I think there's a lot of quest twos floating about, ever since a ton of people got into VR with quest two and the pricing and all of that. And I think there's probably more, more, more people out there, but I think people don't know that this exists. The fact that you can get two headsets that share basically over your local area network, you know, composited data. And and like you were applauding there, man, developers keep doing this. If your game can work this way, please put the time in. It's really special. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a cool highlight, uh, Adam. All of you, all three of you, you answered the questions on the spot beautifully. <laughs> uh, they were fantastic little moments. And a shout out to my wife for for uh, asking me because she's like, I really want to know who these people are. Can we go in a little bit more detail about? Oh God, she's going to think I'm a crook. <laughs> no, <now>. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a whole view has changed. Yeah. <laughs> Jose's a punk and <laughs> Rowdy's a crook. Yeah, and, I was. Yeah, uh, honestly, we're. Adam's I, I feel like we are. Family lasts. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're right on character, in my opinion. <laughs> not far. Oh, yeah, not his name is name Rowdy. Yeah. Well, who, like what? That's you know, a good point. This shouldn't be surprising for yeah. Rowdy. <laughs> guy names himself by his actions. Come on now. Crash is saying two sock guys. Yeah, you guys want to wrangle sock that bros. story out of me. Anyway, <laughs> every time I see uh, someone from now, I'm gonna be like, Yo, Zach, bro. <laughs> sock bro. I don't like this. All right. Well, you're great, really, chat. Thanks very much for showing up, uh, sticking out our quibbles and punch-ups throughout the various episodes, coming back for more ringside action here on F-Reality. Uh, I'm terribly distracted during the podcast, and I rarely get the time to thank you and interact live with you. So I just want to thank uh, our crew for keeping an eye and encourage anyone who's new to just speak up. Um, if you want to say hello and share a bit about what about yourself, your history, um, or what you've been playing, uh, please do. My turn now. So I am ZimTalk5, commonly called Zim, and I think it's only fair we allow chat to suggest questions that Rowdy, Adam, and Jose get to pick for me. But you guys have to settle on one, okay? okay? So chat, you guys bubble the pot, and I'll talk a little <laughs> bit about my week's highlight, and then we can come back to the question. So Make a good one. <laughs> I'm sure you three will. <laughs> uh, well, chat is coming up with some options. Uh, I'm going to report back from the front first. So first up, I got to see Tool Live with my wife. It, everything went to plan. Well, pretty much. Uh, Scotland was clearly upset that we left them and they sent rain to Canada. So it pissed down the whole bloody day harder than I've ever experienced here. Freezing rain. 
but we had burgers out. We went to a really slick little uh, board game joint in Toronto. Really cool, like um, angelic kind of appeal and 70% like women there. And it was like a really cool place. I was like, damn, this is a gamer hut. Uh, great desserts. And then we got to see Tool in a 20,000 person stadium. Incredible light show as usual. And they dropped, for those people who are fans of the band, they dropped Fear Inoculum-styled uh, confetti on us during the emo parts in Numa, And it was just like, oh my gosh, awesome. we are like souls were soaring. It was incredible. Um, so it was, it was, you know, as good as, if not better than the other Tool shows I've been to. Really impressive. And the, uh, the, the in-ear in- insert that I was talking about last time, the eargasms, right. the hearing protection... Damn, that was such a lifesaver, and it worked way better than I even expected it to. Absolutely no ringing coming out of the concert, uh, no discomfort from wearing them. So cool. Date night was a success. So so huge, huge fan uh, of the band. If you don't know them, go check them out. They're my favorite band. Rowdy's oh, cool. a big fan as well. So, oh yeah, um, that was that was that was my run at Tool. Uh, the one thing I didn't know was that they were showing two nights. I didn't know they were going to do different sets the two nights. I would have booked and paid for for double the tickets if I if I'd known um anyway you gotta you gotta live your life right Mm -hmm. and making mistakes is part of it um my VR highlight is something uh not far off you know uh ladies of the night plenty of guns lots of driving uh I got GTA 5 working in VR again after um after my stream has been kind of poking me for years uh, on on getting this going again. So I went for a tour in the new uh, Steam Link app and just really went to town. Uh, this is the first time I've actually been playing the story. Like I've, I've played, you know, GTA 2, 3, uh, Vice City, San Andreas, 4. So I've played all the previous games, but I just have never had time to play GTA 5. And I knew it was quite big. So I was like, I'll just wait for a time when I can get some. Uh, but I've been I've done about 15 hours now in first wow. person mode on the Steam Deck, uh, just getting nestled in with all of that and spent about two hours in VR at this point. Um, I've been sick f- like all week. So it was kind of tough doing that. But I uh, did a little video on it and um, just wanted to you know show off the Lucross mod, which you can still get hang on. Uh, but it's basically a point shot, like a uh, snapshot point in time version that you deal with, you do it in offline mode and you can still, uh, still play. And it plays smoothly, uh, better than I was expecting it to. And so all I can say is GTA six had better feckin' have VR support, yeah. uh, because they just mentioned that a trailer's coming out next week. And I'm super I, I, amped I love, now. I love that they announced the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. It's like, that, that's kind of weird. Dude, right? They have where, a chat. Where we've gone to. With the announcement, there's a chat, and I think I saw like it's like it said like eighty hours like a, a live stream. The live stream for for the announcement has a chat, the yeah. YouTube chat, and I think they opened oh. it up like ninety hours before ahead of time, and it's like it has like ten thousand people just waiting in there. Just it, it that's oh why they God. did it. Like it, this is like I think they said two billion dollars, uh, ten years of investment. So that's it's it's <laughs> it's too big a game. Yeah. I hope they don't do what Bethesda did. And are so up their own ass that they put out a, you know, a triple A title that uh, serves, it kind of does like a star citizen, like tries to do too much and kind of under delivers. What I've noticed playing, being a GTA fan, like, and what I'm noticing in GTA 5 is they increment on what they did before and they allow you to do more. Like I can open more doors. I can drive more things. I can interact with more people. There's more reactions. There's more things on TV. Um, there's more radio stations, right? But like, if they just step it up that one notch, I still believe in Rockstar. Damn. I believe in their in their ability yeah. to understand the value. Now, I understand that they are serving a huge community. Yeah. 
absolutely enormous. And VR is a lot to ask. I still think it's the right. Play. I think it's coming. I think it's the right. I think play. VR. I, I think they pull the fact that they went against VR and they pulled against it. They went against the Luke Ross mod. I, I, they wouldn't do all that if they weren't trying to to prepare for VR. And they also know that that's the future of of metaverse living, right? That's that's one of the biggest things about GTA. It's really not the story itself. It's the role playing community. That's that's really Absolutely. that's the the interesting thing is that. GTA really is an MMO that it doesn't sell itself as an MMO. And the people that figure out it's an MMO, they right. they hardcore like I see people that role play as cops on Twitch yeah. and they like they pull people <laughs> over and, and they it, it's crazy. I've seen that it's yeah. so entertaining. It's, I love it. <laughs> no, I, I, but that's I think it. what I think what for me like really makes a Rockstar game is how real the world feels yeah. in a way for better or like for how, worse. How, how it feels like yeah <laughs> how it feels like you're a part of that yeah of, of that world rather than like you know the person where everything revolves around and i think the perfect example of that is uh red Dead redemption 2 i think that is still a step further than you see with gta 5 at least where you really feel like you're a part of that world rather than that everything revolves around, around you. you which of course it kind of does but it feels like you you often stumble into things that you feel like would have been going on even if you weren't there. And I think that is super cool. And I'm wondering then as well, like, you know, with all the AI stuff that has been going on recently, if that if we're gonna see integrations of that in the game as well. Yes. Where you see like missions being even though like missions are set, but like ways that missions play out are maybe a little bit different. Like NVIDIA has introduced recently with their with their showcase as well. If we're going to start seeing that, I mean, if there's one studio that has the budget to already start integrating these kind of things, it's probably Rockstar, right? I don't know if, I mean, of course, the game has been developed already way longer than when, you know, these big advancements in in AI started coming forward. So I don't know if they had any plans for that, but it would be cool to see some of that stuff being capitulated on. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, 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 I there was there was a, an announcement for kind of a Western style VR support in Rockstar. Remember they've done LA Noir before. They they can do it. They can absolutely do it. They've shown they can do it, um, and they've shown that they can bring value to even their existing titles in a mod style way. Even when they've mm-hmm. given a slice of their game, I just want them to take on board the people who have modded or uh, or if they have to cap it, develop their own thing. And release, and even if it's not a you know simultaneous release, if it's a we're going to put the main game out in six months later or a year later, do a VR mode, kind of like what Sony's now doing. We'll talk about a little bit later. That's just as exciting to me. But I want the full fat yeah. experience. I don't want a slice. I don't want a Doom VFR, right? Hmm. I, I I want the full world because what Rowdy said there is exactly the reason I love No Man's Sky. Exactly the reason I love Skyrim is you step into the world and. Without following the main story, goddamn, you can have a good role play to time. To be you can fair, just go though, No Man's Sky you know? didn't have VR till later down the road. So by mm-hmm. that, but like that's mm-hmm. that's I I truly think that I'll give you a better one. I think that GTA Six should be the first game that opens right out the gate with mod support, with a mod store, with a mod library. Mm-hmm. That way, because that's yeah. a big economy. The 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 the, the people yeah. making custom cars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that they have honestly GTA of all the game platforms I've seen out there next to like World of Warcraft. I think that they have probably the best accessible. 
um platform to build an actual like asset community mm. now for, for me though although i think that the modding is really important i think there are like three things that makes a rockstar game number one is indeed the open world i think that is the the big thing pretty much every rockstar game that they've made that's been a huge success has had aspects of that open world at least and i think the second thing is a very strong storyline like movie worthy this i mean the writers that they have on on those teams are are enormous so i think that is probably number two for me and then number three will probably be the modding but i do hope that they keep that order like open world i agree very strong story the characters are incredible good man this is okay and this is why i wanted to share it as my highlight i have a little story so And that's that's what I'm learning. You know, you always see the posters, you see the three dudes, the three characters. But now I've just started to learn it, and it, I didn't realize how feckin' R-rated this game is. <laughs> like, oh shit, it really throws it in your face. And uh, whenever I play GTA, uh, when I've played on stream, whatever, I always get myself in trouble. Always. <laughs> uh, first time around, I played the game live, and the music uh, in the game, I totally forgot about. Fucking streamer, what am I thinking? Stream was taken down live, right? Like how we did that once with this podcast with a special word, which we won't repeat. Um, <laughs> the second time, the second night, I did it like night night after night. And then um, the second night I was streaming, my wife walked in while I was with the lady of the night. And uh, she was like, am I interrupting something? <laughs> Chat's like, oh. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. Just the timing was immaculate there. But this time... Well, there's a mission in Grand Theft Auto where you're filming a pop star, let's say Britney Spears, and she's, well, I'll say accommodating accommodating a gentleman from behind, and you're having to film and keep the viewfinder smack on the action. (laughs) Well, here I am uh, playing with the Steam Deck docked on my big TV, loudspeakers, all this kind of stuff around, and my nine-year-old girl walks in, (laughs) and she's like, hey, dad. And, and I'm like, oh, this doing? is fine. This will be quick. But no, they they force you to kind of keep an eye on the action for like straight 60 seconds. Jesus. And my dad's, like, my daughter's like, hey, what's going on? No, no I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> the game is going to. And uh, I'm not shy. And our kids get to see plenty of stuff. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't, we don't shelter them. But damn, uh, seeing some blonde chick take a tennis lesson while I'm there trying to explain what's going on. It was a very dad-daughter moment. Incredibly awkward. And my highlight of the week. That's so funny. Um, wow. So, yeah. Uh, so I look forward. The plan here was for me to, while I was sick, kind of get ready, um, try to share a no-hud variant. Because I didn't see much of that on the internet of what GTA 5 can do now so that we could dream a bit. This wasn't even related to the GT- GTA six news like i've been working on this for like a couple of weeks and so put that up on my channel uh but just really as a teaser for a stream that's coming hopefully tomorrow so nice. uh be able to do that live with an audience i think it's be super fun um with that that's enough fanning about with zim's mental issues and pastime uh, i am quite <laughs> ill so apologies this uh this podcast if the vocal audio quality isn't great and assuming i don't pass out we've got a nice brimming episode for you so that's the intros done and dusted with. Um, what about your question? I was just about to come back to that. So okay. you three need sure. to peer into chat. And uh, Adam, if you want to curate there and call some out, then you three can agree the one that I'll I'll answer. We had um, a couple that were like VR related and one that was more IRL related. I kind of like that one a little more, but I'll read all of them so we can help decide. The first one was what genres of game do you want to see in VR more? Um, and then from Laura, 
what has been your favorite place to live? I guess that can be tacked mm-hmm. onto where you've lived. And then we had, what is your favorite non-gaming mixed reality app on Quest? So I- I'm leaning a little bit more towards the places. Same. One, but I don't know what else aside. Okay, we're ready. That's two <laughs> out of three. Addy's got a look at so. his face. I'm always worried about that. Uh, I-, I want more... I want one more like the kind of question it's like, you know, have you ever been in jail? No. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick, I would pick the more embarrassing one. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have that as an option. Uh, What's wrong I with you guys? I, I, th- I think I know. <laughs> you guys answer. can mod it if you want. If you three want to agree and mod this question about the place mm. location, then fire away. Yeah. Fire away. No, that's, I mean, I think I know the answer, but. Yeah. So this is his favorite place? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where, um, I guess I'll, I'll add on like, where have you lived before and out of those, which has been your favorite? Okay. Uh, so I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. So I was born in Ohio and kind of Amish country type of thing, not to an Amish family, um, but to a guy who had um, really gotten to the U.S. illegally <laughs> from hey. Ireland <laughs> and met my mother, who was American. And then we he, he worked in the oil industry. So we moved around a lot. So like it was like Ohio, then Delaware, Ohio, Alaska, wow. the Caribbean, uh, Ireland, and then England, Scotland. Jesus. That's my, that's Where my, haven't you my lived? round <laughs> tool, my round uh, tour, rounded tour of the English speaking world, I suppose. And um, my favorite place was Alaska. I, I, I was, I don't know, um, eight to 10 years old living in Anchorage. And it was uh, just gorgeous. And the thing I like to say about it is it's the one place that I've seen where, you know, humanity and humans and all their systems and control and roads and homes don't aren't work. winning like <laughs> like you're not yeah. like we're not suppressing nature like nature's like gonna eat you alive you know and it's not just bears and kodiaks and grizzlies and it's not that it's it's more just the conditions of the place um are so extreme and so natural like getting to see mount mckinley getting to see um just one night we pulled in in the car in our kind of old brown house and looked up at the stars and it was like uh the, the northern lights and that I, I is seared into my brain, like just seeing waves of color, not like a rainbow, very different, incredibly cosmic. If anyone's not seen them, um, that's something to seek out and do in your lifetime. I would say I love Alaska. you feel like you're being touched and I'm not a really religious guy, but you feel like you're being touched by a God when you see it. Um, I don't know if it's Ooh. doing something damaging your eyes or something at the same time, but <laughs> it is incredible to see the effect on the magnetosphere and just this pattern appears. So Northern Lights, Alaska, walking a glacier, for example, just all of that together. Um, it's it's just like, it feels like an untouched place. One thing to know before you go, if you're a lady, like um, the ratio up there, male to female, is nine to one. So it's like nine dudes for every one lady. So um, ladies are very popular up in Alaska. <laughs> There's also high rape, rape cases and stuff. So be careful. <laughs> There's a lot of lonely guys <laughs> in Alaska is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Beardy, you know, all that kind of thing. Look like Rowdy, so, really. Uh, so, <laughs> so, have, having lived there, what do you think? We, ha- we Do we have a, 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 a base where people That's what live I'm about on to Mars ask. within five years? Yes. <laughs> do we have a what? A, a base on Mars where people will live within five years. In five years? God, no. There, even, the, even the journey time There's is, people is saying too long. That. People saying, yeah, that. Like, there's people. Like, go, I can go, still imagine. Go and live like somewhere like where it's harsh on Earth for five years. Yeah, and we'll talk again. Like, it's it's yeah. Loneliness is hard. Like even if you're in a downtown in a city, loneliness is hard. But if you're off on your own, like surviving, like that's just it's a totally different thing. Uh, especially when it's extreme like that. But yeah, Alaska is beautiful. Um, 
definitely try to try to get there if you can uh, if you haven't had a chance vacation but maybe not live there because scared of men (laughs) (laughs) and rightly so seriously jesus did you ever visit the the truck from uh the movie into the wild from the the oh my god the bus the the, The the guy who lived in the the bus the guy who who went to who wanted to go to Alaska. You've never seen Into the Wild. It was a book I, too. I've never seen Such Into the Wild. Movie. No. Yeah. Okay. Not that I remember. Um, the, I think the only film that I know, and I don't know the the title of it, was one about a guy who who downed a, a small. Airplane like airplane mm-hmm. and then was eaten mice yes. with ketchup. That, that is such a good movie. Very yes. distinctly. Uh, it is. I don't remember. Do you know the name? Ah, uh, Flight something. I forgot the name of it. But yeah, they get stuck in the top of the mountain and they have to eat one other people and then they start. They actually, yeah, that's, I, I love, Fun. I love, it's so weird because I don't like the idea of being in nature, but I love nature survival. Yeah. It's, I feel like in my past life, I Watch definitely, other yeah, do. exactly. I felt like in my past <laughs> life, I definitely died doing some expedition or something like that. It's your bus. <laughs> <laughs> and just to, because I, because that question got a, a, asked, I think a survivalist uh, VR experience is something we're missing, sorely missing. Oh man. Uh, it doesn't have to, like. I was hoping Survivor Man might be something yeah. like that. I was gonna know? say yeah. that one. And Green and, and like, Green yeah, Hell, you know, shout outs to them. Like they got <laughs> I don't want I don't want the guys from Green Hell to be listening to this and be like, we're doing that, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's the thing is, I I experienced the game uh, that I think would have uh, done incredible in VR and then they switched away from it. It was from uh, what the producer of DayZ worked on it. They flew me well, they uh, they put me up in California and I did contracting work with them and then and they scrapped the project and I'm like, feck, you know, when you see something that you think was going to take off and then uh, they screwed up, it, it sucks. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Let's get on with our main topic. I've swapped things around this time so that hopefully those of you who've come along uh, to the beginning of the show uh, can get the advantage and get the main topics. So first off, let's start off with Quest Link. Um, and I'm going to have Rowdy show you the the Steam Link trailer. Um, so, sorry, Quest Link, Steam Link. I'm crossing my <laughs> brain. Link Apologies. For Quest. For Quest, yeah. Still, <laughs> yes, Steam Link for Quest. It's all getting a little bit complicated. Steam Deck, Stream Deck, Steam Link, <laughs> Stream Link, <laughs> Quest Link, Air Link, desktops um, and virtuals, <laughs> virtual desktops. So, <clears throat> the beauty about this, for those who don't realize what it is, is it's a very simple solution and a massive partnership even if it doesn't look at it on the face of it between meta and uh, and steam and valve essentially um, because what this allows you to do in a very simple downloadable piece of software just an app just like you would download a game from the store it's a free one from the quest store you download what is called steam link and steam link operates to connect your headset wirelessly over your network uh, just streaming content from a local PC uh, to your Steam library. So if you have a library full of Steam VR games that before, you know, you were tethering to the headset or you use an AirLink or virtual desktop, the beauty of this is this is a straight through, I'll say as almost as naked a connection as you can get directly to your Steam library, low latency, super slick, very, very easy um, to use and highly performant. Now, this is specifically for games and gaming. This is not going to give you YouTube or Netflix or everything else that you might be doing, for example, if you're a virtual desktop aficionado like I am. I work using virtual desktop, for example. I'm fine with the kind of single screen environment. 
I'll deal with that. Uh, but the stuff, the the beautiful, you know, environments in that that Guy Godin has uh, has given us over the years, that stuff kind of, I think, has remained untouched by this. What, however, where the contention does come in is if you are a user of Airlink or virtual desktop, for example, for game connectivity, this is super slick. Um, I, I, I tested it, for example, uh, with, with Grand Theft Auto V, you know, from the middle of a room with a controller. Totally works. Totally fine. Can't even tell it's not on a wire. Um, and so this is, it's a beautiful piece of software. It's incredible that they drop this. And some have said, oh, well, Meta must be desperate. And this is the part that's really, really interesting, is that this probably could have come out a year ago, two years ago, maybe even earlier when the Quest first launched and they started to come through with various links. Because to some extent, Meta is essentially saying, we care about people using our headset. We care about people playing games in our headset and clocking up hours and staying in the ecosystem. And we care so much that we're willing to give away the price tag that we would have charged you to buy the same game in the MetaQuest store that instead you go and pick up in a Steam sale or something like that. And oftentimes the price in Steam is less by 10% as it is. So they're saying, we're going to give up that piece to Valve. And I wonder what the deal is between them. I think it's incredibly smart. I think that there's a uh, there's a term that's been mentioned out there. I think I last saw Denny talk about it, that a rising tide raises all boats. And I, I just see this and I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful little relationship here that they've set up. And I want to see Meta do more of this, just like they did with their partnership agreements this year. Like lower your conditions, lower the greed and just go for the stuff that benefits the end user. It's amazing. So so if you haven't already heard the news this week, Steam Link, yeah. go check it out. It's just too easy to use. It's yeah. super great. I, I love that you mentioned the, the, the fact that VR desktop is not going to go anywhere. Um, virtual desktop is not, a lot of people keep comparing it to, to uh, virtual desktop. Virtual desktop is a way different application uh showcase than what quest link is or sorry sorry steam link now you got that in my head but um <laughs> the the you, you mentioned for gaming and it's it's very important that we that we yeah. highlight that this is not just for vr streaming this also streams steam games into your headset right so every single steam game is not going to be streamed onto your headset if they're going to be bringing and and you mentioned that this could have been brought prior to now but the the, the, the truth is it would have been a terrible experience. The CPU um, that the Quest 2 had, uh, yeah, point. the Quest 1 mm. did not have the capabilities of having enough CPU processing to handle the bandwidth of the streaming capability. That's what virtual desktop does really, really well because they're using an actual application to pretty much do all the buffering, all the rendering, where Steam or, or Valve, and you mentioned the partnership there, that's where the the real cool mm. part starts coming in because valve used apis that i'm pretty sure the guy does not have access to and meta was not going to give access to anyone just yet unless they were first party but valve is way too big of a company we actually have uh even sony uh started publishing onto their store epic games is going to be bringing fortnite into the steam store because they realized that the valve corporation what valve people focus a lot about the engineering skills and all that but valve has masterful global businessmen these are people that can get their store into markets that we don't 
you know, we don't even know they have computers sometimes. We have even we don't even know the name of these countries or places, right? So they have mm. a level of access there, plus they have data on how sales occur. So by oh man, this is this is something I've been talking about for quite a while. I get so excited about it. But this is what we're seeing with Valve is this is the operating system of the future. It's user interface parity. So imagine the same Steam link that you see on your Quest 3 or 2, but that's going to be on the Apple yeah. Vision Pro. It's going to be on every single clone headset that you're going to see in the market. And it's it's yeah. history repeating itself, but just at a, at a different hardware agnostic standpoint. We actually... We actually have uh, Guy Godin uh, in the chat, who's yeah. the, the creator from the fantastic virtual yeah, desktop. And he questions. actually poses two very interesting questions. And mm. I, I think yeah. it's valid to bring that up as well. Uh, and it's one is from the Meta side and the other one is from, from Valve side. And he asked, uh, the question is, did Meta maybe completely give up on PC VR and Link or oh. AirLink? Which is yes. a valid point. Yes. Is maybe they feel like that they... That they that that is a market they maybe don't want to don't want to put too much money in. I can't and then hold the second, second question for yeah. a second. Hold the second question. And for then a second. a second question. Uh, hold it. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. I just wanted to. I just wanted to I, I answer that first one. And from my my point of view, I I really do feel they abandoned about two years ago. Yes. Um, and that hardware that that hardware stack right and the software behind it has been languishing and has not been addressed. And one of the comments I made this week, which I'll echo here again, is uh, the Steam Link, which was a big success. I think it was 2018 when they launched that, one. where you can tap a, a cable into your mm -hmm. otherwise wireless headset and you can tether and you can play your games. And one of the things Guy had done, right, was that certain games were incompatible and he slowly worked to kind of bring compatibility through. That's been wonderful and maturing through the years, but it... It really hasn't, I haven't seen it move uh, from, from Meta's side. And that stack is still so awkward. Yeah. Like you plug it in for people who don't know, right? You plug it in. You have to say, yeah, please handshake mm, with this yeah. USB connection. Uh, I then have to like launch into uh, Oculus Link, which loads the, you know, five gigabyte downloaded uh, local client desktop for which used to be called Oculus yeah. Home. Don't know what the heck it's called now. Meta quest desktop it's actually PC it's actually still called <laughs> oculus home which answers your question that they're depreciating all this i don't want to talk too much right. about this because it, it will it will kind of reveal conversations that that i've had and i don't want to but i'll say this the engineering team behind airlink um they're not there anymore uh, amanda watson has left airlink publicly so i can say her name but uh the product manager for airlink um it, yeah. they, they 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 have they have handed over um the airlink uh, product manager role three times in the last two years um there's a lot of engineers that are focused on airlink the pc vr publishing side of uh, vertigo uh, for vertigo 2 um uh, mounting i don't want to mention too much but there is we were we're going to see oculus publishing into the valve steam store um next year let's see Oculus publishing. Say so that again. Ocu yes, all the Oculus published PC VR games are going to be in the Steam Store, and that's that's oh, that's that would be a yeah, big that's shift. The, that's yeah. the partnership there. 
meta meta they have and it's it's so weird talking about this stuff because mark zuckerberg has said it it's just we don't want to listen to him sometimes um he this is metaverse building they're building roads they're not building buildings they're not building public sectors they're building roads so valve already has one of the best Mm. buildings and e-commerce for games so they don't so they don't care they they don't really care anymore about software. They care about engagement times and use and, and use times. And yeah, of that, course. Everybody wins. And you know where Meta's hurting? We're like, it's it's the dust on the shelf headset. Like what they need is they they do need our attentiveness. They need the headset to be in use on regular use. Otherwise, there's no grip. And and that play would make loads of sense. I hope that that is true, yeah. Jose, and that we do see Meta software land on I can Steam. say this with it makes yeah. sense for both I'll companies. say this with, with, with yeah. pretty that, slight that, confidence. Just like I said that Steam Link was coming to to the quest. I I I, I said it here on the podcast a bunch of times. Um that, yeah. that it, it was coming and I say with hundred percent confidence we'll see Steam Link on PSVR two and we'll see it on the Apple Vision Pro. <laughs> We're gonna see Dude. it on every single headset because Gabe is an operating system guy. <laughs> he, he like I've been saying this for 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 quite a while. Um, it, it, it's it's weird when people talk about this stuff, especially like me, because they also it sound like a crazy person connecting all the dots. But we we spoke about it last <laughs> podcast, right? Like Microsoft threw billions of dollars over a weekend over GPTs, which is and and, shout, and, and this is actually it should have been my shout out earlier when I talked about it. But shout out to operating system devs who are integrating AI into OS functionalities because that's exactly what's about to happen is this is the yeah, era. Wait, let's go to it's the, disrupting to the second apps. Yeah, let's get, to the, let's get to the quest second app. But yes, it is coming. <laughs> and they're abandoning like, the PCs. Like, the, like, the, yeah. I think the second question just ties into that very well with the, mm. uh, because Kiko Dan says, and maybe Valve uh, gave up on developing or shipping a VR headsets. Yes, yes. Which, which is interesting because it goes a little bit against, you know, what we've been seeing from Satley's Bradley, yes. you know, with the Deckard, all of that stuff. He but I think, it is a, I, I, think, I think it is a valid question to pose yes. because Valve does have the reputation to completely, you know, shut down something that they have been working on for years, even successful or moderately successful products that they feel will not have future or does not fit into their plans because they're such a big company. They can just like, you know, shut that down and move on to something that they, they find more interesting to, to pursue. So I do think, I mean, I don't know it, of course, because nobody knows, but it is a valid question maybe to pose that there is like, mm. are we going to see that more than, you know, maybe that is part of that agreement with Meta, you know, going more on the hardware side and we're seeing, you know, Steam Link being integrated. And of course, they're still going to do like aspects of that of that software side. But that maybe Valve is also less focusing on the hardware they side. They are 100 percent that when you look back at the conversations of the index, the index was created because there was mm-hmm. no hardware benchmark that could create what valve was going after but that conversation has changed why would you bring i i I, i'm a big believer of why reinvent the wheel when meta's already throwing billions of dollars in making really nice cars when a software company a operating system company that is willing to scrape technology that doesn't have scale because they're thinking about the 30 years and not thinking about the two years 
they're going to they're going to scrap anything that will stop the goal of a trojan horse in software on all hardware if they release it yeah. feels like a yin yang to me it feels like they kind of just reached an agreement and they're now just locked yes. hands um so on 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 valve's side right they're like well we want to we, we want to you know, allow your users to buy and play our games. So please let us into your store. Ecosystem. And on Meta's side, they're like, we've got a headset that, you know, needs to be looked after, a little bit of tender love and care. Um, but we would also like to not lose the money that we're, lose, you know, making on our store. So let us sell on your store, you know, our first, first party or third party yeah. uh, funded software. And so I think between the two of them, neither company will end up losing oh. out. I think the net position improves. Yeah. Um, and as a guy who's fallen, smitten in love with his Steam Deck and, and just portable, all the things that that portable PC handheld can do, um, I am so excited for the future. And even if Valve is was to back off of plans for a Steam Deck equivalent VR headset, yeah. this as an intermediary step, whether that is a future or not, is 100%. a great win for both companies. I can't stop. I think it's really I, I, cool. I, I'm a nerd, and I, and I remember like what what this announcement makes me go back in in thinking. I, I remember how old I was. I was like <laughs> ten years old, but I remember one of the and this was really early live streams when Apple came on the stage and they were talking about how when when Steve Jobs got Apple back and they were talking about bringing the momentum back. <laughs> And they were talking about the, the the weaknesses that Apple was experiencing during that time. It was software in enterprise. And on the stage, Bill Gates gets on a screen with Steve Jobs and people mm. lost their mind. But how did they lose? But what happened with that? They immediately said, it's like, we're going to get Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Apps, $100 million right, immediately into the market. This is exactly what's happening in the modern age. Like, if anything, Apple and Valve, if, if Valve is moving into this place, I 100%, Gabe is the new, uh, uh, Gabe New is the new Bill Gates, 100%. It, I, I, it's overlays, Windows, Bill Gates overlays. Isn't dead. Like, I mean, Bill Gates, listen, Gates. Bill Gates, Bill Gates is going to come back. Actually, I'm telling you, this is history being cyclical. It's going to wait, 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 like a zombie. No, like Bill Gates <laughs> is going like... to get back into the operating system race. Oh, I'm telling you, like that guy is going to. I, I these are conversations that I that that you know that nerds are having and, and people in the in the you know you know there. This is as big as when PowerShell was introduced to succeed MS-DOS, where every single functionality on the computer will be able to be replicated and automated. And now that is no longer enclosed into a specific hardware. It's not on the cloud. So all of that is now mm. shared amongst multiple devices. It's like Discord. So what happens if Discord also has apps and applications and you have your network, but you also can buy stores and it doesn't matter what cell phone or device you're using. You can get a phone from 2014 and still stream your high-end game as if it was brand new. That's the new, yeah. that's the new soft, that's the new operating and, system. And where we are, you, you talked about something a little bit earlier and then we'll maybe yeah. wrap on this topic and give Adam yes. a chance if she's got Please. any comments here. Poor Adam, she's been sitting there <laughs> grinning away. Um, but just a, a question about, um, and really just a kind of point of view on what you said earlier. So this is the right time from a, a mobile VR hardware perspective. It's the right amount of CPU and grunt that you've got. From a streaming perspective with, you know, wireless 
5G in most houses and now 6 and 6E coming with more bandwidth, kind of enough bandwidth for a smooth streaming experience. We've got devices like, you know, the PlayStation Portal. (laughs) Uh, As I said, the Steam Deck is very capable at that. Loads of other handhelds. You've got in-home streaming of games on Steam. It just feels like such a great time to be a VR or just gaming nerd and like or be to able not have to money appreciate all of this <laughs> or not to have money it's uh we spoke about it last sure. time this is the era of super affordable technology mass scalable right. you know this is when they think about when the super nintendo came the game boys just dropped in prices and then it's we're about to see just you know 100 headsets 120 headsets and they're going to be able to be pairable to like a apple vision pro just the processing is not happening on yeah. the headset it's just happening on the computer yeah, it's great. And so, Adam, anything from all of that you'd like to <laughs> yes, comment please. on? I disagree. I was, <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to word this that wouldn't get me in trouble, but I really do think that um, for sure Meta has given up on everything PC VR besides AirLink. If Again, wording this very carefully. If you think about any other tools that might work better for PC VR than something that Meta could make for themselves... I think that they're going. We're going to see a lot of Meta contracting out third-party companies to do these things for them. Whether that's because it's um, going to be cheaper, you know, hiring their own employees to make these make or keep up with these sort of things, or they just can't do it as well as you know some of these other companies can. Um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Any anything that has any sort of PCVR connection. They're just hands off. Maybe going to be do- having someone else do that instead. So I, I did get to try Steam Link like super Same. quick. Um, I I wasn't in the same room as my router, so some of my technical issues are probably going to be due to that. But despite that, I was it worked really well for me. Um, I like I still don't think that I still do like virtual desktop better in that it's just got so many more customizations and settings. But it was. Stupid simple to sit up, like stupid simple. Just literally install the thing. It detects your computer that's got Steam open. Here's a code. Type it on your Steam. Bam, you're (laughs) in. Like I was like, oh wow, this actually just it works. I'm not used to things just working. Usually you gotta troubleshoot things or wonder like why isn't it not picking up my computer or whatever, go back and forth between your desktop and your computer and doing this all the time or pass through or whatever. So I I do applaud that. I think that this is gonna be like I don't see a use for AirLink anymore <laughs> to be yeah. honest like why there's so much more issues that I've had with AirLink than with this so it's I don't know good times I think good on Steam yeah. I'm happy that this is you know they're bro- beginning broing it out or whatever's happening <laughs> oh, yeah. Sock bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, two guys good one old, sock good old Mark and Gabe there you go um <laughs> Uh, Rowdy, anything else on that from from Guy that or are we uh, nope are we, we good to I, move on from the Guy? I blocked Guy on the podcast. He's not allowed to ask any more questions. <laughs> Is, you, Guy? <laughs> Is it Guy or Guy? Oh, I always say Guy. Is it Guy? He's French. Guy. It's okay, Guy. Oh, yeah. let's okay. yeah, yeah, that's unless I'm saying it wrong the entire time, and you can correct <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm sure it sounds Guy sounds great. like an actual name. I like that. It does. Um, okay, so <laughs> then he comes back. Comes back is actually guy. <laughs> oh, he's not gonna tell us. Oh, this is fun. Anyway, so let's move on to the main topic too. Um, so <clears throat> this is about the Vario XR4. 
this is a headset that was recently unveiled in the special announcement, uh, the special event that uh, Varyu had put on with a kind of a weird looking uh, girl with a dragon tattoo styled um, <laughs> invite. And Jose was excited about this, which got me in turn excited. And I tuned into the event and uh, watched the whole thing. And um, it was it was a well produced uh, unveiling of their new headset line. And you could call it three or four skews of the same headset. And um, the thing uh, that they were showing looked gargantuan. I'll be honest, was my first opinion. I looked at this thing and went, wow, it's a refrigerator that you can put on your face. Um but maybe this the is motorbike always... was for scale. <laughs> <laughs> this is always Vario's never been shy in the physical dimensions department, and it's basically the same size as an XR3. Um, the features are that it's got a dual 4K by 4K display, and I remember winding back a few years ago when we were drooling at the thought of a 4K display. So it's got that 120 degrees horizontal, 105 in the vertical. A 200 nit panel, so quite bright if you were to contrast it to, say, a Quest, which I think is at least half that, about 90 or so. Uh, it's got a wide color gamut, which definitely matters to people who care. Um, mini LED uh, displaying with local dimming, so it's not an OLED panel, but mini LED is pretty good for a lot of use cases. And the actual resolution is 3840 by 3744. So that's some of the kind of key display specs. Uh, it also features two uh, 20 megapixel cameras, an ambient light sensor. And you're like, why the hell does my headset need to know about ambient light? Well, the reason is, well, it's using LiDAR to scan your uh, environment and to do compositing with the mixed reality scene. It can better match the lighting conditions of the virtual and the real. Uh, they've also brought in DTS 3D spatial audio and on-headset audio, one of the things that in previous headsets people didn't really like. It's an inside-out tracked headset, so it's standalone, uh, aside from having a cable. Uh, it's optimized for cloud streaming, which is great, and it's got a microphone as well. Again, another thing that wasn't on previous headsets. Connects via DisplayPort and USB-C, and the base model goes for about $4,000, there are other models that kind of ratchet up from there. There's an eye-tracked, autofocus camera-driven model, the Focus Edition, for 10,000, so just 10 Gs. And uh, for 14 Gs gets you the Secure Edition, used for, like, military government work, uh, where they strip out the wireless radios from the unit if you want to be secure in your base and make sure your data's okay. Wait, how much um, was that? So it's 4,000 for the base model. Yeah. 10,000 for the Focus, which is the autofocus edition, yeah. and 14,000 for the secure yeah. edition, which strips out the is wireless. Is it actually stripped out the wireless or sourced in a U.S. factory? I thought it was Finland. Finland. Yeah, I think that's what it's... I, no? I don't think they removed the radios. I think that they... they Maybe they did. I, I didn't see that part, but uh, the conversation, I, I got to try it at ITSEC, and I think that's what they told me, is that they cool. that it's just sourced in a public sector, you know, managed facility in Finland. There's a, there's a, there's a credential that goes along with the Secure, secure Editions, and there's two variants oh, okay. of that, one for 8,000, one for 14,000. I believe the 8,000 is the one with the stamp of approval or whatever, that, what was it called? TCAA. Yeah. Um, and then my understanding was the 14,000 edition is one wow. where you strip out all the wireless 
radios so that if you really need to use it and keep your data secure, you know it's local for a fact that the headset isn't going to. That's actually you. pretty cool. It is. It's also interesting that it's like strip out extra components and cost me more. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it, it uh, says a lot about the market. The market, market, yeah, target, yeah, the target market. Right? <laughs> like this, this like, again, like very niche, very small markets. Um, it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But it, there's a few things about this that excite me. Number one, the base model is now half the price of the predecessor. So previously 8,000, now down to four, uh, which does put it in the, you know, in the same range as something like, like the Apple Vision Pro, right? It's not too far off. It's a very different use case, of course. Um, but one of the things that's interesting is they have a the sidebar arms on the headset uh, and the balancing act that they have for this otherwise kind of heavy unit uh, help to alleviate a lot of the weight. Um, sadly, it's Bradley had a you know local town uh, demo of this and uh, went through his video and his comments on the device and Actually, he said it was, you know, a lot more comfortable to wear than he thought. It was quite a, an ingenious solution that they had in terms of this kind of weight balance on the on the device. But still a big, bloody headset, right? So I think for most of us, from a consumer perspective, you're not we're not going to use this. We're not simmers who are going to be using it that way. It's very much for, like we said, that government use case. For someone who's a designer who's going to be designing the chassis of a new motorbike, that type of thing. Um, but it's a really interesting step in this direction. Clearly, Vario were very proud of it. Uh, they put on an excellent showcase, and I stu- stu- kind of stepped away from it, thinking, "Hey, they're actually looking to—they're—they're they're gunning for it. Like they're really trying to be best in class in this space. They seem to be at the price point, and I think we can expect them to continue to iterate in this space. XR5, XR6." Um, and, 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 and and based on those contracts, they're, they're going to win off of the, ba- the back of this product. Um, I think they're going to do well, actually, for it. And uh, I'm excited for where that goes. Um, and I, it'll be great if this is the footprint. We never have to get larger than this. Because to me, this looks like a white version of the big head. Uh, <laughs> what was it called? Not the big head. It is the big head, right? Um, Wasn't it? The big one? The green? It's like a Daft Punk VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah, I know like that the Daft Punk, uh, yeah. I know the trackers make sense, head? but it almost looks like a look at us for a more expensive yeah. Quest Three, <laughs> like the luxury yeah, Quest Three. <laughs> it, it looks like something you'd see in a, in a music video. They almost put a music video together to unveil it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool seeing uh, Bradley do it, and and at the start of the podcast, I joked about him going off to a beach because he mentioned <laughs> he's like, oh, you know, Valve do something fun, and then of course they did. Um, but then got to see this recently. So it's all been, I know a lot of us here, we track Bradley's work as yeah. well. Um, but it was a really fun week for him and his his channel yeah. as well. So, uh, uh, Jose, obviously you were the, probably the most keen of the four of us yeah. on this. Uh, what did you think about the announcement? What so I, got to, to I actually got to try the, the XR4 at ITSEC. Great. Yeah. Tell um, us. I, I tried it on, a, on an F1 uh, simulator. Uh, so very briefly. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I just pretend like I understand what I'm doing. It just flies straight <laughs> and answer questions. But um, what I yeah, Bradley mentioned it best. The counterweight. That's I, I don't know how much processing is happening in the back unit. If it's just the display port uh, adapters, but there's something that it, it reminds me of, like the weights on a mouse that you can add weights to kind of make the mouse feel a little bit heavier. It almost feels like that mm-hmm. where you're so used to having front heavy headsets that when you have something like kind of like push it towards at a higher top it, it actually feels almost like comfortable but after like an hour I, I can't i can see my neck hurting easily from it so it's not it's mm-hmm. not as light um 
of a headset what stood out to me was the pass-through um it, it's a it's a different approach to pass-through where they're actually it, it almost feels like you have a camera feed going through a glass where you know you're looking at pass-through but because it feels like glass you, you it's probably the best pass-through mixed reality you can I, i've seen so far um and, and, and the way that they're pulling it off it, it almost feels like Oh man, I don't like like the 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 augmented image is being reprojected and then like amplified on a glass, which and then you have like another panel that as you mentioned that it's looking at the lighting, which mm. also is able to copy like shadows and actually map them almost accurately onto digital objects, Ooh. and that's the where the magic really starts happening because you're holding the 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 steering wheel. Mm. And you can actually see the shadow of your fingers around the controller and you're using hand tracking. And, and so that's where you can kind of see it's like, oh, this is actually meant for simmers. And to the field of view that I don't know a lot of people haven't really been talking about that, like for, for augmented reality, right? I, I My best benchmark augmented reality is the Magic Leap 2. The problem with Magic Leap 2 mm -hmm. is that you do get very uh, vertical, uh, large... Uh, views so you can actually look up and down very easily without you know moving your entire eye up or down but you lose that from left or right this one has mm. a very large field of view so uh, you can immediately when you step back and you see imagine like a whole cockpit for like an airplane before where you have to kind of look around with move your head a lot you don't have to do that anymore the resolution is so high that you almost get like oh whoa this it it's really uh it's Probably the closest thing to head tracking augmented reality. That's what, that's what they were saying about the switches. So they were saying if you're in the cockpit of the F1, right, and you have the switch array yep. overhead, that before you would have yep. to move your head around, but now you can just You'll look and see you it. can see the yep. panel above you, below oh, wow. you. And for anyone who's simmed in an F1, the number of buttons it's and nuts. switches is mental. And you can yeah. see the the polish. Took, took, took me half an hour to get yeah. off the ground, I, I remember. remember. Like, yeah. And, and DCS. You can see yeah, like the, the and that's exactly where honestly the the top field of view is, is bottom field of view is something that like you can easily <laughs> glance down and you kind of almost like experienced VR users kind of know how to look down without moving their head down. The top view is actually yeah. where it's impressive because you end up going like oh wait a minute I don't have to stare up as much where staring down is much weirdly easier when you're wearing a heavy headset. It's it, it's it's really cool. That's that's the magic that I felt the most from the XR4. So so if we if we, if we push aside the yeah. silly stuff, you know, the size of the headset, the look and feel, um, the fact that you'd probably be limited in terms of how much time you'd put in it, maybe an hour or whatever. Like, what are the what are the aspects of that headset that just stood out to you? Is it really the the yes, MR experience? 100%. The the masking, the the ability to have high resolution. Sorry, sorry. Masking? Do you mean when there's real Correct. object over and virtual object? They they synchronize it with whatever you know trickery that they're using that adds virtual elements to that are that feel physical like shadows like a virtual exactly. shadow virtual shadows on like, top of it's that's it's, really it's cool. nuts you can also do that with physical objects it can mask shadows on physical objects so you can change the light of the environment and you can see that like i i saw a demo when they were you know you're flying in night or day huh. and your controller holding the 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 the, you're, you know, you're in. I'm in. Uh, uh, I'm in an event, so it's very bright, and my hands are, you know, as bright as they can be. And when when you enter like the nighttime scene, your your hands darken. And I actually the yeah. stuff that they're the stuff that they're able to pull off there is 
crazy. I forget what uh, Vario headsets I tried, but even things like when, you, when you're sitting in the car and you look at the car's rearview mirror, you can actually see who's behind you. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they do it. I don't know what the technology is called. It's probably secret oh, yeah. to them. But so I'm not surprised at all that they just kind of took that and enhanced it. And it's just even all the occlusion yeah. stuff that they do, all of the extra stuff that I think they add on to pass through to make it more realistic yeah. versus what we're used to on the quest where it's like I hold my hand you know, in front of something, but the virtual object is, you know, in front of exactly. it. Exactly. That, that occlusion, yeah. that's that's honestly the best word to describe it. It's like looking at a really good occlusion image on video because you know that you're staring at a screen, but it's a very crisp screen. It, it, it's So you couldn't see like any nah. outlines or weirdness that made it look like I it was I know there's a lot of jitteriness it, like... when, uh, I don't know how to explain hmm. it, the, and I think it has a lot to do with my hands and, and just the color on my skin. It, I, I did notice a lot that it tries to compensate for skin tone out way too much. And almost like you're, when, mm -hmm. when you are, your hands are being masked and you're in a physical space, sometimes I notice that my hands kind of turn into like this chalky, cartoony hand. And it kind of, it, it kind of <laughs> it blurs a lot. It almost feels like it's trying to render my hand in, in, in real time. It's it's very it's oh. very odd and, and you can like the if and just little things I noticed like the the wrinkles like in the knuckles I could see them like fade yeah. in and fade out fade in and that's honestly what I was it, it's so weird because it you can see it happening in real time it it does it's not meant to annoy you or bother you but <laughs> when you're a VR user you look for those nitpicky things and I could notice yeah like my my knuckles like the ridges were like disappearing and showing up disappearing I I would stare like if if the camera would grab like some of my hand hair, I would stare at one, it'll just disappear. It's super <laughs> weird. It, it's uh um I'm seeing the masking in real time. Like a like a Snapchat yes. filter, but in VR pass through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make me young yes. again. <laughs> weird. That's really neat. I, I but I'm always really curious about the range of skin tones that these things can deal with as well. Um like you take someone who's got like Moroccan like proper dark midnight black hands right and see if it can even no, yeah. know what to do with that like it's it's interesting because these systems um and this you know we this came out on like uh, ai training and, and those kind of biases but like you train them on a certain set of people and then you try them somewhere else and i, I still remember the old um 11 11 voice prompt thing where there's some scottish lads in a lift and it's like it's not working because it was trained on them. american <laughs> accents that's so funny it was amazing freedom <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't seen that video go go check it that's out to know what i'm talking about it's, it's really good i didn't know about it when i was living in scotland um so so i suppose that's that's the headset um just wanted to kind of cover off the main uh, specs of that. Of course, it, it's being opened as well. So if you if you want to get your hands on one, if you if you got that much money to to put in a headset and you're interested in something like this, um, you can, uh, which is interesting. Uh, Vario was interesting in that they um, weren't they partnering with their Arrow in game stores, GameStop in North yeah, America. That I yeah, was actually GameStop. involved in that, but it fell through. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can talk about I was it now. Say, yeah. So it happened for a time, and yeah, then. The, they they, they, they didn't see a market for VR just yet. They were trying to find the right partners. They they were, yeah. At the eleventh hour, they just didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Not, not not surprising. It's kind of an odd fit. Um, but they're going after mm -hmm. enthusiasts, so fair enough. Um, okay. So that's the Vario. Anything else, Adam or Rowdy? You guys wanted to chip in there? Nope. Don't think so. Okay. So we can move on. All right. So we're into our uh, the fun stuff. So. Um, First up, I wanted to show off um, 
Apple's Yosemite scene. So we were talking about, obviously, the Vario, Apple Vision Pros around the corner coming out next year from Apple. Big, big deal. If you haven't heard about the Apple Vision Pro, go look it up. It's on the it's on the website. Look for the Vision tab. Um, crazy looking headset, really over-engineered. Um, maybe a beautiful headset when it comes out and Apple users in it. The one thing uh, is that they're showing here is this just gorgeous scene. And the funniest thing to me seeing this um, is that first off, Apple tend to on their Mac desktops show off beautiful landscapes, right? It doesn't matter what it's for, but they've done all kinds of different things. Um, This spot where the person is standing in the middle of what Rowdy's showing you is exactly where I was standing this summer when I went out for Oculus Connect, (laughs) uh, which is just bonkers. Looking up at El Capitan, this beautiful piece of granite, the largest on the planet. And it's just a serene little place in Yosemite. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And a lot of people were like, you know, people who are, who are, tech aficionados who maybe have a Mac, know a little bit about tech, aren't really into VR, looking at this and going, oh my God, that's astounding. It's just rekindling their interest in the Apple Vision Pro. And there's a lot of people who are, you know, (laughs) on the couch or on their sofa who are commenting from the sidelines being like, VR has been doing this for like seven, eight years now. Come on. Like this is just the sky, just the skybox, blah, blah. So it, it just kicked off all of this. And I thought it was a funny thing. Uh, just to kind of talk about it, show that off, and all this. Um, I I do love they have like a dark version. I was kind of expecting it to be it at by night because it said dark, but it's just like a black background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or they did it like really late at night and you can't see anything. <laughs> the dark version of Yasuo. There. But it's beautiful. It looks it looks absolutely spectacular. Uh, the detail that's going to come from you know nature into these headsets. And I don't know. The the thing I always worry about with Apple products is they give you something gorgeous that they worked on for months and they made it perfect and it comes out. But then that's kind of all you get. You know, there's like, it's really limited. Like I remember, you know, certain Macs launching and having like three pieces of software that you could have, you know? So I don't know. I, I have, I'm still very much in split camp when it comes to is Apple Vision Pro kind of a helpful product aside from it being Apple's first play in VR MR space and helping the world to get over the hump of yes, VR is here to stay. Um, I don't know. What are you guys thoughts about this scene in particular and where we're headed with Apple vision pro? Cause that's just around the corner. Really? Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks gorgeous of course. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much with you. Like, like seeing the use case is going to be something I think that is going to take some time to grow. Uh, you're going to have more use case for it if you own an Apple MacBook, if you own an Apple iPhone, if you own an Apple iWatch, whatever it is. If you have a ton of Apple products, then all of those things will be able to integrate directly with that headset. So if you don't, if you, for example, have, I don't know, just a regular Dell or you have like a, then you're going to have a much harder time, I think, to even use this this thing to its full use. Um so yeah, I, I I see it as any other Apple product. If you're in that ecosystem, you'll be able to benefit from it. If you're not, you're gonna have to go and get into it. Yeah, that's, well, that's why I can't justify launched, it. Right? Like I don't go have any out. other Apple products, but so I even uh, though yes, I you know I love VR, but I don't think I would be able to use this to its fullest extent because it would just be 
the headset. I mean, I guess if I went out and bought an iPhone and everything else, but then you're but adding the, on that cost on top work. of the headset. That's how they work. You I know, know like they, but they, they're gonna. There's one product that you really like, whether that is the iPhone, the iPad, the iWatch, or the uh, <laughs> maybe the, now this this headset. Maybe you really want this, and you buy that one product. And then a year later, you need a new phone. It's then like, well, I mean, if I get this phone, it would work perfectly with this headset. And like, oh, if I have now the phone and a headset, it would make perfect sense to get the MacBook. You know, like, and that's how they how they bring yeah, that into that ecosystem. I don't know you if it's that kind of goes back to the to the <laughs> argument I was making earlier. That world that you're describing has changed. That the Apple the Apple Vision Pro will have the iPhone software library readily available on day. So that means that Steam Link, right. the application that we were talking about, right. will be already ready on Apple Vision Pro. Uh, Team Viewer, name your name your poison. All of these applications will be there. I'm a hardcore Linux hmm. user, and I love iPhone. Right, so my laptops run Linux. I use iPhone. I, I think that the the realities are that user interface is the new ecosystem i think as long as you're able to access the applications that you mentioned like your your text messaging all of that which are sometimes i know people that use like whatsapp right all of these applications they're 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 they're, they're hardware agnostic that's just I, I yeah but that's why i'm really interested in like the the application readiness interface and they had ar kit and things like that available for a while I'm really curious what applications will be available, useful on day one with Apple Vision Pro. It's my most interested thing right now, but I don't have an answer for it yet. I think they mentioned the keynote. So there's been some promises made, but I want to see where it it goes. Um, I know we heard some rumors that like 400,000 units are now in production. I saw a million, uh, which is great. I saw a a a prediction of a million units are going to be sold next year. I, 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 Maybe. I, I, I mean, it's easy yeah. to make predictions. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's just predictions. But I, I think the what Apple Vision Pro is going to probably do, and I think we need to, to accept that, is that VR, our, our, our interpretation of what virtual reality is, is never going to succeed. It just, it's, it's not going to, but we are going to personally achieve that goal regardless. I think what Apple Vision Pro is going to do, and it's, it, that's the conversation I have in Enterprise, is monitor replacement. Monitor replacement, monitor replacement. Your really nice fancy monitor is going to be replaced. It just happens to have a computer now attached to it. And anything you do on a computer <laughs> is going to be the the Trojan horse for adoption. I don't think they're going to be talking about moving around, being in virtual spaces. No, they're going to talk about the seamlessness, about having your computer anywhere you go. That's, that's, the, that's the adoption point. And, and with that, let's do go to the best monitor replacement possible <laughs> to the Las Vegas yeah. sphere. <laughs> Rowdy, how would, how would you feel if your, your, your desktop mm. was a giant dome that everyone could see in Las Vegas? Goals. So what happened is meta took over the sphere. I wondered if they might do this and they did it with a combo of ghostbusters and stranger things and initially I looked at this and went, nah, this is going to be shite. And then I looked at the implementation, <laughs> which is uh, quite spatial, like 3D spatial, like what we saw from, I think, Resident Evil in like Times Square. And they do a lot of play on this gigantic dome. And first the Ghostbusters one, you can see a giant puff or whatever he's called. Puff the magic dragon. No, <laughs> puff the ghost. Uh, explodes. <laughs> Marshmallow Man, there you go, and then and then after that comes the really cool one, which yeah. is 
uh, Stranger Things comes through with this awesome like red lightning and uh, this chasm that's just opening up like this demonic portal. And all I care about this giant annoying dome in, in Las Vegas is that they put cool stuff on it. So thank you, Meta, for putting some cool stuff on your ad. Is Isn't it a uh, shame, really though, that like, here. I'm sure that they made this before the Stranger Things delay got announced. So <laughs> yeah. at this time, it probably would have been out by then. It still looks really cool, though. Like, I would have loved to see this in person. But now it's like, oh, like, I, do they can you you can pre-order the game still, though, right? It's not one of those things we can only buy it when it's out. Because that'd be a shame uh, otherwise. Stranger Things? Yeah. I think you can pre-order it. It would be I'll really check. cool. So at least they could maybe still get some sales yeah. that way, but it would have been cool if it was live to play when... When it's <laughs> when on sale now. Like a, or it would have been cool if they announced a delay on that sphere, like a giant delayed in white text. <laughs> <laughs> Blue screen. And you can pre-order it. It's 35 Canadian. So probably, I'm going to guess, 28 US or 30 US, something like that. So yeah, you can pre-order Stranger Things if you're interested in it. Um, I look forward to playing that one. I'm a fan of the series, but I, I was nervous about when I first saw the initial trailer, I was like nervous about it, but it's got that kind of cell shaded look. I think Rowdy normally makes this point, but, uh, you know, giant dome with awesome VFX is not necessarily setting the expectations in the right space for the stranger things VR game. Um, but it's fucking badass on its own. Did yeah. you show the yeah. Ghostbusters one? I, I feel like the Ghostbusters clip was much cooler than the Stranger Things one, where they have the giant, uh, the, I, I the, the giant so. half puff yeah. licking <laughs> the screen over the. I I yeah. love how the tongue just twirls around the glass. But they played with it well. Yeah, but yeah oh, I, I, I love thought that. The I would have liked more proton awesome. pack stuff or something versus just the Stay Puff Marshmallow so Man. Like I, I liked how they used yeah. it, but. I, I wanted to see more than just oh, him. Man. But can you imagine <laughs> just having like a drunk Vegas night and you just see the giant Stay Puff guy just licking this? Oh, dude. Ah, I, I, I need to move to Vegas. That's where I need to get. <laughs> I want to live right next to the sphere. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that was uh, the Las Vegas sphere. The other thing that I wanted to show you um, now moving into kind of a little bit of MR space is... Someone took out, we've been seeing loads of experiments, devs doing stuff with the pass-through on Quest 3. Uh, one of the devs is working on uh, a game, and they were skate testing it. So they were on rollerblades and skating around. And I saw this on Reddit. Jesus. I just wanted to show it off because a lot of people are like, oh my God, you're in, you know, you're, you're going to hurt yourself and stuff. Like, if it's a difference between, which I think Linus did, driving yeah. a car with a Quest headset on, and roller skating, choose roller skating because if you can mm-hmm. affect yourself up, that's fine. If you can affect <laughs> someone else up, that's cool. not okay. This is actually right? really It is cool. kind of cool. Like I was looking at it and going, like, damn, I wish I could still yeah. roller skate uh, or rollerblade. <laughs> like would I, not I just trust bought a myself. pair, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Anymore. It would be cool if you can get like on a, like uh, what are those like little, uh, scooters and just hold one controller in the gun and just like pedal. <laughs> oh, scooters is that doing like the, the padding of your head and your stomach at yeah, the same time kind of a let's feel do it. <laughs> take take an animated virtual tour of a boardwalk somewhere like there's there's loads of cool applications um it's still not the right headset for continued outdoor use by you know in an idiot proof situation because it'll just fry the that someone will fry the headset by mistake but it's coming and, and that's the part that i'm super excited about so that's that's a cool thing pat on the back to the dev for that the next dev pat on the back uh, is issued to someone who's taking your living room 20,000 leagues under the ocean in a title called Prepare to Dive. 
which I love because it is really mm. just saying prepare to die. And you can flood your living room with water in an age-old submarine and portholes and uh, cracks in the system, control schemes all pop up in your in your space, whatever space you choose to convert through mixed reality. And you get to pilot this little ship. It reminds me of a very early VR game that we had, which was wonderful, called, uh, it was from Shav, uh, Lunar, Lunar, help me chat, Lunar something, where you were taking a lunar lander and basically landing it in various places from the moon, like delivering a package from one crater to another crater. And it was incredible. And this kind of reminded me a little bit of that. So, this is so yeah, cool. I love this. Take us right down under. It's really neat, though, right? Like, especially the water that's rising in the cabin as you're that in there. That would make me panic. It would be cool if you could use like a Logitech <laughs> controller as the, as the driving mechanism for the <laughs> ship. Too soon. <laughs> oh, my God, Jose. That is terrible. My God. He's referring he to that for. recent Ocean Gate thing with... Uh, all the unfortunate rich folk who died underwater. Um, Brian, that's so cool. Uh, wouldn't this be cool for Point Cloud, um, where you could do it with your partner or roommate or whatever? Yeah, it's together. A, it, it, there's something that makes you feel less stupid when you're both in mixed reality, waving yeah. your arms at stuff. Because at least you're in this yeah. together. Like, yeah, if someone were on the outside, they'd be like, what the fuck? What are these people doing? But at least you can do it together. So you know what you're looking at <laughs> in the same on the same walls in the same instance. But yeah. Um, yeah. I so like cool. this a lot actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, there was an open invite. I think they were inviting people. It was the first hundred or so I managed to get in. I haven't tried it. I'm going to do it on stream soon. I'm gonna write this down. Um, but it's called, <clears throat> so again, it's called prepare to dive. See if you can locate them on Reddit. They hop you to a discord and they give you a link to the game. Okay. And then you should be able to get hopefully access to it to go and test it out. Um, the other thing I want to do is just highlight an upcoming, another event. We did Vario's event. So there's an upcoming event from HTC Vive on November 4th. Recently they announced, and I won't go into much detail on their ultimate tracker, um, which is a tracker that tracks itself. Hey, <laughs> the RChat people, I'm sure appreciate that. And that's fine. It's a nice community. Um, but this, this Vive event <coughs> is going to announce something. And I don't know what. Will it be software? Will it be finally they launched the Viveverse that they were talking about before? Is it new hardware? Um, I'd love to see something else beyond their uncomfortable XR Elite headset. Um, so I'm curious what HTC Vive have. Now, you're closest, I would say, to that, uh, Jose. <laughs> and provided you're not under yeah, a gag am, order, uh, are you able to be used about... Talk, I am, oh, but, you uh, are. Okay. Yeah, I'll ask yeah, the others. Let's get me on this. <laughs> I'll ask the others. We'll save your relationship. I love you, Alvin. So, Adam and... <laughs> Rowdy, <laughs> what do you know? Or not? <laughs> what are you? What's your guess? What's your guess at what is going to get unveiled uh, on on? I think it's Monday, the fourth of November. This is separate from the trackers, right? Probably. Yeah, separate from the trackers. HTC Vive event. We get a new headset. We get uh, something for their Mars system, which is cinematic tracking. Um, what do you think is What do you think is coming? It's hard to say. I've been so like I Vive was my first VR headset. So I have so much love for the company, but then disappointment over time as I'm like, who who is like I, I feel like I'm asking who are these for or something they release. It's like you should have also added this with it, like the trackers not really having Steam VR. Yeah, so we're dropped was... away. 
little things like that where it's like oh this is a really cool thing but then there's always a weird caveat and i'm like oh it's not (laughs) what i hoped wanted what most people thought or hoped it would be so i don't know i I can't even say is that what you're saying you're saying broken dreams (laughs) i i don't know i i can't imagine i don't think it'll be another standalone like xr elite thing but i can't imagine it'd be a well, no, like like another like a revision, right? Yeah, like a, they've done know, a lot XR of revisions of their craft, and that's probably where I would think. So, like the what was the, the focus? What was the one that was um, before the Vi XR Pro Elite? Two. There uh, was a revision of the Vi Pro. Their names are hard to remember. Not, not the Pro Two. Their names are terrible. The generally. The Flocculus. The Flow. The Flow. I was quite like if they could bring us a lightweight headset uh, in as small form factor as possible focuses on comfort that does something standalone even if it's just for watching movies <laughs> the htc flaw oh, man. <laughs> oh god well, um uh, cosmos was probably the one that i remembered i did not, not like the cosmos either getting, yep look at like there's certain and i agree with you i think they've had more misses than hits and ever since the first and I, I still love it i still got the box behind me there uh there's actually a Maybe I think they do well with peripherals, not necessarily. I mean, they used to do really well with headset, but I think any peripheral stuff, if they focused on that more, maybe Which that was the would one be that jam. looked like a shoe. Shoe it looked like a shoe. Yeah, like you know those <laughs> ugly shoes with the holes in it. Like a croc? Well, you mean the first oh, Crocs? The, the original yeah, OG yeah, vibe? One that, I had one that looked like a croc. I think like maybe that's the one All that right. I had. Rowdy, but, you guess. I'm not yeah. getting much out of Adam. So. I, so I, I don't know, I, but I don't it's something with a turntable, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a beautiful event. I hope their event gives us another meme. I really do. Yeah, that'd be awesome. No, I, if I, nothing else, they bring us that. They bring I, us that. I, I mean, I think their focus has been very much on the trackers, right? So it must. I, I'm, I'm thinking something, you know. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see a lot of connect stuff on the uh in in their announcement like you know like uh connects i mean not literally connect but like connect like stuff like uh Ooh, that's they, what i'm expecting i, can, I, I'm, I, I don't, don't think, think i can probably i'm guessing yeah, it's I can the pro- vibers i can oh, probably no, say that um no i'm careful <laughs> I, I was actually listening to you guys and i was like how can i talk um alvin loves um the the, the concept of 3d internet um, the, what Omniverse is doing with NVIDIA is very exciting that there is now a standardization of digital assets that you can, it doesn't matter what program or software you use to create these digital objects, that there's a platform now that you can integrate these easily and, you know, um, uh, how do you say that, uh, modify them and create environments regardless of what the file type is, right? Um, it's universal standardization of 3D objects. And that's probably what's going to become, hmm. let's say maybe like an HTML for 3D worlds, right? Uh, I think these companies hmm. are are now thinking a lot about, uh, I mentioned Meta earlier, but they're thinking about the roads of the internet, right? But like what HTML did, what JavaScript did for web browsers, they're now thinking about that for 3D worlds. Hmm. So I know I can say that, Alvin I loves it. Really, ever since I tried Janus VR 10 years ago, I... I loved the idea of the internet that turns into something that you can explore and the, the internet that turns into something you can explore and run into other people. I love that idea Sounds because dangerous. then it's not, <laughs> it's not interconnected tubes and people in their own feckin' little room where they're like, Oh, I adorned it. And you're going to come visit me and I'm going to visit you and be sad in our little metaverse. Like not that 
but more like I'm here and you happen to be here, kind of like walk into a fruit market. You walk to a fruit market, you bump into somebody, you meet them, you have a nice chat, and you just there's that kind you of want natural to do that on the internet. Oh, you, VR you chat for the internet. To people on Reddit. That's awesome. <laughs> I, don't know Twitter, <laughs> I don't know. Let's uh, we'll see how it fight. goes. Let's, yeah. we'll see how it goes, Rowdy. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I, th- I, I, I think you have high expect- expectations of humanity in general. Then, <laughs> yeah. So with that, let's dovetail into my little monsters. Uh, so uh, for those who like me are dying for a replacement to Bogo, who's shortly going away by Bogo. Um, You want like a a virtual pet or something to look after. Well, there's now kind of a role play pet sim coming from Rec Room in a game called My Little Monsters in their platform, Q1 2024. Not a lot of detail around this at the moment. Um, And so Rowdy, I shared with you some stats about Rec Room. And scrolling down, there's a whole bunch of their plans that Sean Whiting uh, from the Rec Room team had posted. A bunch of different pieces and pieces. And then they show you the fuzzy lovelies from <laughs> from My Little, My Little Monsters. <gasps> Not a lot of detail on this, but it's enough to get me bloody excited for having yes. a virtual adorable. pet. It looks like Pokemon. Oh, even if they did do the Pokemon thing, but in VR, I don't know if Nintendo ever makes its headset, which someone maybe have leaked at a bar, but may or not may or may not be true. I don't know. But this we we've been we've been needing this. We need virtual yes. pets in VR, but like a good one, not just like you can pet it. And then that like maybe you play fetch and then that's it. It needs more interaction and more reason to come back instead of just being a it nice needs little reading. <laughs> uh, say that. You know what? Hey, as someone who came from Ark. And I did a shit ton of like spreadsheets on like this dinosaur has this stats with this colors. I, I agree. You could get into hardcore Monster stuff Rancher. that way. <laughs> Have you guys ever played Monster what Rancher? What a nerd. That's great. <laughs> Monster Rancher. Yeah. I love well, dinosaurs. I mean, like, I, what could I say? I love that you say you came from Ark <laughs> and having been in VR in Ark and you said the word shit ton. Like that's all I saw. It was just poo dino poo everywhere. And it was huge. Um, Ark is a game that sorely underdelivered in VR. <laughs> did decently on desktop was a kind of a cool could do anything with tons of different dinosaurs game. But yeah, we, we, we need a game where you can have a virtual pet where you can actually like maybe crossbreed different animals or something. I'm not talking as crazy as like spore or something, but when you bring the DNA side to it and the kind of different combinations and behavioral characteristics and all of that depth, the game can actually have some really cool, uh, some really cool sides to it. Now, someone just said Furby. Hey, hey, well, hey, oh, buddy of mine. Um, that is scary. I'm not crossbreeding Furbies because, you know, hell demon spawns oh, after that. That's how you got to Doom. Yeah. You know Doom and the, the Eye of the Beholder or whatever he's shooting all the time? That's because two Furbies Makes did, did something that they shouldn't have done. Just some yeah. mental like, yeah. genetics. I feel like there has to be an emotional connection to virtual pets. I, I think that's always been the thing for me. Like, I, I, like, I don't mention the best. Like, I think, like, the breeding part's kind of cool, but I feel like I, I want to yeah like that emotion is like oh yeah i breeded these two creatures and now i have my own dinosaur like that the only i i only have like one two actually two references of digital pets that i love like one was tamagotchi digimon or and two monster rancher i don't know if you guys ever did that that game for playstation where it was a it is a ranch where you train monsters but the monsters are created by putting random cds it could be any music CD, and you put it into the PlayStation, and it oh yeah, what? it would read the serial number off the CD, 
and it will auto generate a random monster based on that. Fact, oh, that's it is. So I didn't have sweet. a PlayStation. When I was oh, playing. it is one of the, it, and that's how you connect it. Like if you you ended up like like your favorite CD back in the day, you put on your PlayStation, you get a monster from that. That's yeah. What? Oh, okay. See, I, the, the idea that, and this is where Audio Surf. I, I loved. Sorry. I think in the right name. Yeah. Audio surf, not audio yeah. shield, the later game. Dylan Fetcher came up with a game where it would procedurally <sighs> map a roller coaster for you to go ride in this game based on the music track. Then you could ride the music track. And let's say I ride my favorite tool song. I don't have a favorite, of course. Uh, and, and then Rowdy could do ride the same thing. And it would be the same track, but based upon the characteristics of the music, it would define like if it was a really violent song, uh, then it would be super aggressive. There'd be corkscrews, all kinds of crazy stuff. That, in a pet world, I'd never even contemplated until now. So you have blown my mind out the side of my head at the moment, Jose. Is that in more modern versions of Monster Rancher? Because I've seen yes, modern versions, there, there but is. I can't imagine they're still they're doing, doing MP3 CD now. stuff. So do you know they're how it's implemented? They're doing MP3 files now. Yeah, oh, they, so they cool. this is the they yeah oh man. I God. remember I, I just saw Onikaze mentioned that he has a chaos on his VMU. That's exactly yeah, you, it, it was that's how you build a connection. I feel like you can do that with VR, like Dude. scanning up they they have tried multiple, you know, there's there's some there's some apps that are trying to do that where you scan an object that turns it into a creature. There was also one yeah. my husband was saying he wants that. Didn't the switch have something yeah. like that? What was it called? I don't remember, but yeah, they had these figures yep. you would buy and then you could bring the figures life. into yep. your game. Like, that's genius. But I think the the, the figures they had weren't yeah. attractive or like characters nobody cared about. But if, if I can't say too much, but if you do like pets, there's a game that rhymes with marriage, monash, munch, mine, too. <laughs> that does a really good job with a certain dog. And I have never seen yeah. as great dog interactions in a game like this one. So just, you know, if, if you know of a game that rhymes with that, potentially that might be coming yeah. out soon and you're looking for a oh. a really great pet experience, surprisingly uh, fantastic. I so I, I can't I can't wait for what is the rhyme with again? Marriage moment. Munch mine. <laughs> Classic game, guys. <laughs> I think uh, Adam's having an aneurysm. All right. On that note, <clears throat> I want to get us on the. PlayStation 5 and PSVR 2 hype train because I don't know who out there has been um, throwing shade at PlayStation. They have, in my opinion, been doing a fantastic job this year on PSVR 2. Still my favorite headset. And they're showing us that there's content that they're bringing. They've got the A game to bring to the table. More Resident Evil. Resident Evil Remake VR. Uh, the mode is coming out soon. I'm an idiot because I didn't pick it up in a sale. There was a sale on the game for like, a, I don't know, a oh, third wow. of the cost or something. And now it's back to like 80 Canadian dollars. Ah, that was um, so on purpose. <laughs> uh, so silly. They did it with RE4 as well. So people could get in early and then they tack on the VR mode. I didn't know if it was going to be a standalone title or what. So I didn't buy it. I'm stupid. Um, anyway, I hope you did buy it. Uh, and if not, guess what? There's going to be a demo. They're learning. There's going to be a demo available on day one, playable in VR. That is so smart. So you can go in, get fish hooked, and then buy the thing for the full price. It looks absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the game looks like it's got stunning uh, enemies in it. I've never played Resident Evil 4. I know some of you have. Um, so I've played 5. I've played 7. I've played 8. I think that's it for me. I think that's all I've done. Um, 
But yeah, to be able to go do that in VR with the kind of modern graphics that they're showing, best looking Resident Evil VR game yet, it looks like. And coming on PSVR 2, hot damn, if you sold your PlayStation, man, go go buy it again. You know, so what did, what are we in for? Have you who, for those of you who have played RE4 before, um, what's it like? <sighs> I'm happy for this one because uh, I didn't finish RE7 on the PlayStation because I'd already played it on the flat screen. So it was like, I already know what's going to happen, but I never actually played um, the remake for this one. So I was like, oh, I can finally go in new, like my first time uh, for this particular game in VR. Uh, so I can't wait. I get to, I get to experience new stuff. Because it's, it's not, yeah. like I did like being able to see stuff in VR, but once you went through the the game and you know some puzzles that you're not going to like <laughs> or some encounters that you know you're going to dread later it kind of discouraged me from wanting to complete the game in VR after doing it in flat that is cool I, I, man looks, looks oh, right yeah, up Jose's absolutely. alley this kind of thing but funny enough <laughs> I, I, I haven't played the Resident Evil 4 remake but I was weirdly obsessed with the original one on the GameCube I loved RE4 I, I, good. I probably finished it like four times so I I am I I haven't thought about playing wow. the remake because my sensitivities have changed quite a bit um, <laughs> as I got older. But I definitely want to try it in VR. Um, I, I'm actually interested. I believe yeah, in I you. I think I can, can do, do it. it too. I have lights on. I don't know. Have like a, a comforting blanket over me or something. You know, lights on in that <laughs> blackout candles. headset. You're yeah. gonna be. I'll, I'll lie to myself a little bit. <laughs> I don't remember, Rowdy. Did you play the? Because um, did you play the original Resident Evil? Uh, so like Resident Evil Seven when it was on PSVR One. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I played that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I so looking at this, far, does, is, no. is this exciting? Or is uh, this? Uh, I mean, again, I'm or? I'm not really into the horror genre, especially not in VR. I think it's a bit too intense. Um, but. Um, I'm good with horror movies. I find them funny, but uh, in games, I don't know. Like after a long day at work, I often want to relax <laughs> instead of stress out about like, you know, if I if I see like a dark cellar where like I know a monster is in, then I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going in there. I'll close the door. Thank you. <laughs> I don't need to be here. That's funny. The Why game won't progress unless I go yeah. in this cellar. But like, I've chosen. I guess I live here now. <laughs> Settle in. It's kind of a boring oh, stream then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we had this which is great nice little appetizer and something to play very shortly and now we got a teaser so sony dropped remember last time i was talking about live action trailers from meta being super cool and we had that debate around someone shaking their maracas and that being cool and anime girls yeah. that were half topless um well the live action trailer from sony they just dropped is so really good. sick uh it's got a a kind of like a mystery space game that's teased at the start. Uh, then it goes to kind of this fiery uh, surrounding, and then it flips over to Horizon. Not Meta's Horizon, Adam, before you get yourself confused. <laughs> uh, this is <laughs> like the, the world one. of Horizon Zero Dawn, the good one. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> With Aloy. And, uh, but it's like, so they're showing off some content that they've already done. Um, but the, the question is, what's that space game? And some people are musing that it's like a little nod towards like No Man's Sky. I don't mm -hmm. think so. Does, the, the HUD doesn't look at all like No Man's Sky. Like it, and some people were sure. saying, but oh, the it's second one is Resident Evil, right? The second one, the so. fiery one. Yes. Yeah. So I, yes. And that also, I mean, yeah, okay. It maybe looks a little bit, but yeah, I, I can, I can see why first people one? think. I can, can see why people, I can see why people think it's, um, it's No Man's Sky. 
Yeah, but you but, don't interact I mean, with the HUD that much in your in your ship or at all, really. Um, yeah, to me, it it's closer. See, there's some, there's some gunfire going from ship to ship. Did right? this trailer? I mean, this trailer came out before the Resident Evil VR remake announcement, right? Yeah. So maybe yes. they still have one more to make, and it's this. Like, I I think I feel like it's a. I want to hope it's a new title, not like a, you know, like a Horizon one that we already know. It has. to That's be. what I. That's what I think. I think it's a new title. I think it's going to lead into the holidays or yeah. be a thing that next year we're all getting excited about, which is why they put it first. I would love, I don't think it is. I would love if it was Returnal for that VR. Would be, yes, VR that would too. be incredible. That would, that would be my number one. Um, but whatever it is, the other option is something like um, Farpoint 2. If we had Farpoint. Uh, is Farpoint man, the one, one that you're Squadrons? in space and then you're, you'll run a... Um... You're stuck in a breaking down uh, space shuttle. Uh, so you all, you have you've basically crash landed and there's a okay, lot of alien bugs with the, and, with the aim controller okay. and with the aim controller. It launched with the aim controller. It was a co- it had co-op experiences as well. And it was yeah. phenomenal. It was kind of like serious okay. Sam, but in VR with a serious story, well written. And man, I, Farpoint was like that, that, the game, you know, before yeah. Firewall launched, it was it was just the reason I was well. asking is because that HUD and this is really early and you, Zim and you and you guys might remember this. It, it's it was a very early mm. Oculus publisher game that you're stuck in a space station that is breaking down. It came around during the time that Blue Gravity. Um, it, it was a f- lost. Was Echo. it Lost Echo? Yeah. The original Lost no. Echo, you're, you're in like a busted up space station before you met Amanda? No, that's, it, it, it was a different one. It was a, I think it was like an Xbox guy who got fired and went over to VR. Oh, unless, uh, oh shoot, what was, oh, the busted, the busted space station where you're roaming yes. around, there's lots of plants. Um, Feck, my stream hated me to play that one. Cause I mean, it was incredibly slow. A drift. A drift. This rem- the, a drift. That, the, the, the color drift. and the lighting reminded me of a drift. So I, I maybe it's an a drift remaster so or, uh, I haven't seen those guys do anything yet, so. It's so naughty. Adrift was great. If they bring yeah. Adrift back, I my audience is going to be like, you guys go fuck <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to play it again. But that game was so slow, and I'm not going to spoil the story, uh, but the story wasn't, how do I say it? Nope. It wasn't nice either. <laughs> like, you, you don't come yep. away feeling good. Yeah. I'll just, yep, yep. I'll just say that much. Like, don't go into it. It's not a happy. So, and there's other games like that. Necrosis is another one where you're underwater as a pilot. And again, it's another game that you, when you finish, you're like, oh, shit. Like, the story's good, but you come away feeling terrible. <laughs> so um, if, if you're into that and uh, you haven't worked hard like Rowdy <laughs> uh, and you're fine with feeling terrible, then, then do that. <laughs> All right. On to, on to our last little sprint here. Something I wanted to talk about for... Um, just bracing us for next year was a comment on Twitter. We're going into the Twitter sphere now or X, if you want to, if you must call it that, uh, uh, someone named Veronica Sims, uh, online made a comment about, um, about 2024. I don't have the verbatim in front of me, but maybe Rowdy, you can read it out. The idea mainly is though, I want all of us, all of us listening to get ready for next year, Right. Why? Because Apple Vision Pro is coming and it means a wave of assholes <laughs> is about to know a lot more of VR than we know. So <laughs> that crowd is coming our way. Just have a happy Christmas and like we're going to have to live that year next year. Uh, Rowdy, can you just call the uh, call it out? 
Yeah, so it's Veronica Sim saying, uh, there's a lot of VR experts, with quotes, <laughs> who don't use VR and that really shows. It's one thing to understand the tech that goes into a headset. It's a completely different thing to understand how people use those headsets. You know what? I don't know. Maybe this will help any guys in the audience. This is exactly how mansplaining feels. <laughs> but from a maybe wait, more wait, let me explain to relatable, you. <laughs> more, more relatable yeah. to you guys. Like if someone tries to explain their like, oh, I just heard of this thing called the Quest 3. Did you know that you could do that? But selling it to you guys who yeah. are, you know, in the ecosystem. It's like, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> we need a good word then. Chat needs to come up with a good word for VR mansplaining fused with Tech, VR. Textplaining? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's a good analogy yeah. though, Adam. Thanks. It's, it, it's so accurate. It rings true, you know? Like this is just part of my life. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, get, you get double the brand of that thing. I, I happen to be living with this stuff, so hey. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's talk about um, another fun one on... <laughs> another fun one on twitter love these big heart out to uh, ben lang from road to vr because he stirred up some <laughs> shit this week um with his doc issues and how he decided to dramatize this for <laughs> the internet uh, so some of you may have seen this already uh so there's a quest 3 pro doc which is uh sorry quest 3 doc correct myself there that holds the controllers out like ready to grab as the headset uh but he's got some problems that he was trying to show this off that the connector pins, it has a kind of like a little roll hook. Uh, you put the headset down, it's got pogo pins, and it kind of connects, and then it charges the headset, makes a little ding to let you know it's connected. But he goes to grab it, because the, the, the controllers are left and right, so you can't just grab the headset like you would scoop it up, because the controllers are in the way, so he grabs it from the top. What happens? Well, the thing spills out all over the desk, controllers flop all over the place. And I can tell you that that's definitely an experience that I have on it's a like regular basis. It's like one of those basis. old infomercials where you're like, <laughs> I fall and I can't like, get up. <laughs> like stuff's falling out of the cabinet. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> have this ever, does this ever happen to you? <laughs> How can I hold all it these It just needs to be black and white and it'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, very, that's a very good comparison. Uh, so one of the things that I came across this week, and I just, I was really funny. I love seeing the internet light up on an issue. And they were just coming for his throat and people calling him <laughs> names and like, Aww, like and sorry. some people were supportive. And I'm like, he's just showing kind of a fair point in a bit of a drama, dramatic <laughs> way. Way too dramatic. And, let's and be, I thought let's it was be nice. I love Ben. I love you, Ben. But nah, bro, you deserve every little bit of hate that you got from that. Like the, the I'm falling, <laughs> so, I can't get up stick for the VR industry. Let's like we are. If we are working the VR space, we are supposed to be optimists and pushing this industry forward. And I've got and I've gotten killed for sharing my opinions on things that I don't like in the VR space. So I I feel like I've earned myself a a a a a, a cut to uh, or a scar to to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you know you, you want those points. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, how much was I, this doc again? Wasn't it like several hundred? Hundred and twenty. Like, yeah. You know you it, can go on Amazon and like or just. Char charge it into the wall like a normal person. <laughs> right. Saying. So the dock is bloody expensive. My expectations based on that price point would be Apple grade quality in terms of integration. And the problem that I had was putting on, let me grab my headset here just for a second. Yeah, I, just like he, do you have accessories for your didn't. stuff? So yeah. see the VR cover that's on the headset, right? It's not very high profile. It's just, it's literally, I don't know, a millimeter? Maybe more. But with that, 
maybe it's two millimeters. Um, with that protrusion of just that cloth, when it sits in the dock, it's enough that it prevents the charging pins and the dock connector <laughs> from staying connected. So if oh, I set this sucks. down with this, so the only way to fix that is to prop up the back of the headset. Just give it that little bit of adjustment. And so... <laughs> so make a dramaticization of video of that. <laughs> I just drop the headset on it. I'm trying to get it in there. <laughs> oh, You're like rocking back and forth. Yeah. I should have linked. Someone did that with a toothbrush holder. You know those Oral-B like electric oh, toothbrush stands? I saw that stands? one, yeah. And I don't oh, know if Rowdy can find internet. it, but it was fucking weird. Because there's someone just doing that on purpose over the top. Like, oh, I can't, I can't put it on the, on the holder. So all oh, I got to say, I have such an open heart when it comes to uh, comedy and like when people poke fun at each other, uh, yeah. especially on the internet. Like, I think that's the license. When you put your opinion on the internet, be ready to have people, op- yep. you know, rip you a new one. And and that's what happened here. Right. That's what happened here. So more of this, please. It's super entertaining. Absolutely love it. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's this See? kitchen person? What is that's this? what I was thinking about. That's they need to turn the, his video into that. That's what it is. Oh man, can somebody edit Ben's video? All jokes aside, all jokes aside, maybe unpopular opinion, but I agree with him. If you pay $170 for a device, I yeah. think it should yeah. be, you know top grade quality and you should no, be able absolutely. to pick it up any any way that you wanted to and it should not be doing that and yeah. I, I i mean of course you can laugh at it and it is funny and this and that but at the same time i think i think it is a valid point that he's making it's like you know yep. this is yeah. not well designed no he made That's a valid it point it's just That's the, the dramatization yeah. in that video <laughs> like he <laughs> so knew what funny. he was trying to do so he wanted the sentiment of the normies i'm he not sure to, oh he did he i'm did not right. sure i I don't think it was a dramatization. I think he just comes <laughs> off that way in the way it got filmed. And he was trying to document it. And he just is like, okay, this shows it. And it, it shows the controller <laughs> spilling off and stuff. But I'll be honest with you, half the time when I pick mine up, the dock does come away. Like You can just why don't you, use some carpet tape or some blue tack or something. Keep the thing down. It's not heavy enough to kind of to, to yeah. fight the magnet. Gravity it, versus magnet. How much is, how much is it actually? 130 you know? cents? expensive uh, someone's gonna have to All look right. it up because i it's canadian they sent me one so i'm about to and so you're telling I think me it was a, I don't, there's I don't a market canadian. i think so it was you're telling me there's a market canadian. somewhere where somebody can just sell like a 20 dollar 10 pound plastic attachment for this thing is that what you're telling me it's the apple concept <laughs> it's the apple concept right you know That's you can it. you can buy a, a stand for your monitor for like was it like a grant yeah, from nuts. apple or Jesus. you buy like a yeah, yeah $700 yeah, the for the casters thing. for one of their servers, right? For one of the <laughs> just the wheels. Stupid, um, I agree. But, anyway. Yeah. yeah, anyway, fun. Okay, two other things that I picked up on Twitter that were worth noting about. We were talking about Apple earlier. So <clears throat> our friends at Resolution Games have Demio coming both to the Apple Mac and iPad. They previously had this obviously come out in a PC edition. And then there was, uh, I think, uh, an an Android tablet version, if I'm not mistaken. And so now we've got the Apple ecosystem version, which is Apple, Apple Mac and iPad. Um, And it's, it's, it's Demio on a tablet. And I'll, I'll say from the PC version, damn, works really, really well. And it just gets more people to play this incredible game. They've got such a great recipe. And again, my ask to resolution is just like, I get you've got Demio and that universe and all that, but you can white label, man. You can, 
You can go total Dungeons and Dragons IP. You can go Neverwinter Nights. Like, yeah, you can go uh, 20,000. What's it called? Warhammer 20K. Like, you can do all of that stuff. Um, You've got the platform. So once you've got the capabilities and you've opened all those channels, Rhodes, as Jose has been putting it kindly this episode. Yeah. That can go. Like, they better hurry up. Make your money. Because you can make (laughs) loads of money. And someone was asking about iPhone support. And they're basically hinting that, yeah, we're working on it. You know, they didn't confirm it, but they kind of said that. So that's cool. So that's resolutions thing. One other thing from someone who we haven't heard from in a long bloody time, maybe since last year this time, would be Anton Hand behind horses, hand shoe, and hand grenades. Horses, hand hand grenades. Guns, horses, guns, horses, Horses. and hand grenades. Is that Handshakes, horseshoes, and, and hell lemonade. I don't know what we're talking about. That game, the original shooter, before Pavlov and everybody else turned up on the scene, for seven years this guy's been putting updates out. He's at a hundred plus updates. Um, last year we saw this great kind of like it was at the Game Awards unveiling of like I think H three VR and they were they were talking about it. it was just hilarious either that or it was um, it was at the upload showcase I can't remember which one it's it hot dogs funny. by the way it's just so you know hot dogs <laughs> horseshoes. horseshoes and hand grenades yeah, you I don't even think about hot dogs at all <laughs> what's a hand shoe I don't even and and they've got something out that I didn't even know it was it was highlighting a new feature so there's this is called the institution update. Again, it's sporting hot dogs as enemies, enemy AI, but it's a mode for the game. It's a special add-on now for the mode called Take and Hold. And I didn't even know this was in there. So if you like running gun stuff, kind of like an old, like there was a mode in Unreal Tournament where you'd go from point A to point B to point C and you'd kind of like push push people back from place to place. It's a bit like that in that you have an environment where you're running and gunning and you're having to take out enemy enemies. And then you take you hold certain points and you have enemies coming at you almost like horizon zero dawn where the ai is kind of attacking you and it's very cpu cybernetic in nature they've got a whole new thing um the institution now which is like a new level a new campaign i guess you could say in h3 vr so there was just so much in h3 vr that you can do now but really the um the trailer for this i think shows it best is it's just got a, um, a a phenomenal looking, I'll call it like a Half-Life era style science facility. And there's lasers all over the place. And there's these robots that are kind of coming at you. And there's a hot dog, you know, guards. And you've got a full uh, array of armaments in H3 VR to take them down. So if you are into PC VR and you haven't heard of H3 VR, absolutely look it up. Pick it up. Support Anton. Crazy guy. Awesome <laughs> really crazy guy. I love Anton's opinions. I respect Anton a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. He's great. And I love he hasn't he hasn't shilled over to standalone yet. He's a PCVR. That's why I love him. You know, you gotta ride or die. You gotta respect Never you die. know that he sticks by yeah. his guns, like literally. Yeah. Uh, I literally. Love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that about him. Like he's like, you know, this is what I wanna do. You know, and and, and it's worked really well for him. So far. Yes. So, I mean, it's probably one of the, the buzz, best gum simulators that is out there in yeah. virtuality, just in yeah. general. The sound as well is insane. Like, the mechanics, like, the oh. detailed work. Like, like 
I, I, you could say like someone should hire this guy, but that's never no. going to happen. Like nobody, nobody would want no, to be able to work with that. to everyone. He wouldn't say yes. He wouldn't he say would, yes. I don't think he would that's say yes. He wouldn't say yes. That's the thing. He, he, he's he's alone. Yeah. He's alone. Uh, literally, yeah. <laughs> and and and, before, and that's what makes this so great because I think if you if you put a person like that in a box that is a company or yeah. like tells him what to do, then I won't no, come out yeah. like this. So yeah. And if you look at it like what people label as OGs from a dev perspective in the VR scene, you don't go back too much yeah, further than, than Anton, you know, facts. I think oh, maybe Danny I, I, and his team at yeah, Cloud 100%. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he, he absolutely, shaped the yeah. entire, you know, virtual reality gun oh, scene dude. and every game that <laughs> yes. came after that that uses a gun basically yeah. took his template, yeah. I would say. Yeah, and so the fact that and, and he used to bring out like new game modes on Halloween and Christmas but and stuff like, like that. But they were like full games. <laughs> they were like full separate games. So it's like a yeah. circus of it's like a it's like a theme park revolving around uh, guns, grenades, dogs. and hot dog people. So if that sounds like it's for you, <laughs> go explore. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up on the news section thanks for staying with us for a long one on something we got to check in <clears throat> with our buddy palmer <laughs> recently he said he had a present for us for for christmas and he was hinting on some stuff and so i fed rowdy a, a little thing of what i thought it might be going from thought, anthem to palmer maybe. that's kind of funny as well what, what's that <laughs> going from anthem to palmer <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah, well, the guys have some similarities, eh? Like an arms race. The pew pews. Um, <laughs> the pew pews. <laughs> so, so Palmer, uh, Palmer Lucky, for those who don't know, right, is working um, on the, this new venture, Andrel, and uh, they do military equipment. But when he was saying that, oh, we've got something new coming and it's going to be good for defenses, I imagined this guy. The eye tracked laser man who's got who's got lasers on his backpack and where he looks it lasers like don't interrupt my work honey while I'm shooting God. this video I can already imagine what, like, so what you said oh man so he's got for for the audio mm. listeners he's wearing a backpack with two lasers that are forward facing that are strong enough to break balloons and light things on fire. And as he moves his eyes around, the lasers follow on little servos and blow shit up. And this looked amazing. It's like and the I Predator figured... laser, you know? Like, yeah. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Because like, it, like, it pops out. I like, love his enthusiasm more over the fact when he blows up the, the, the balloon. He goes like, uh, yeah! Like, that's lit. Like, what, other, what other reaction can you have if you freaking fire a laser from your shoulder? It's like... So, so, you know, and I saw this guy and I thought of him wearing an American flag as a cape or maybe Let's just his go. full attire and, you know, singing the whole song and all that. Or maybe the anthem. I don't whatever. And, and, and I was like, this is definitely what Anderl's been working on. Um, that isn't. But it was it was fun to think it. So what, what they have been working on, they call the Roadrunner. And the Roadrunner uh, from Anderl is essentially a micro jet. So you've seen drones, and drones are annoying, and drones are dangerous, and we've seen that in the Russian-Ukraine battle where drones are, drones are dropping bombs on people stuck in trenches and blowing tanks up and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's a real threat, right, to any nation's security. Drones are a real deal now. They're not just for taking pictures of the naked lady next door. So, uh, you know, this jet 
is propelled and travels at crazy velocity. And it's not just that. Uh, it's got a mobile edition, or the Roadrunner M, which travels out of a, I want to call it like a porta potty style cabin. And it can just fly up out of this thing. And like a SpaceX rocket, it can come back and return to base. So we can go off, you know, inter intercept aircraft, subsonic aircraft, or a drone, blow it out of the sky, and come back and sit down again, <laughs> well, just like a well, SpaceX uh, that rocket. Was, that's, that's, it, it does, it can, it, it, if it intercepts, it ain't coming back. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> let's make sure. No, 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 they, that, was a, they, that was a play on the editing. If it kamikaze is, oh, it's going to Oh, I thought it had a payload. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I think that was a kamikaze. Too, where Fair you enough. show a hit, another one, you say come back. I was like, I don't think physics will allow that very much. <laughs> oh, I thought it was delivering a <laughs> no, payload no, no, and then I don't returning. Think it, okay. I think it has payload carrying. Uh, yeah, it, it, is it has payload. payload carrying capabilities, but not ca payload shooting pay capabilities or, or drop Del off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't deliver it. Very, very good. I, I very love good. this thing. I, I, I the fact it, and it, it's, it's it's a cool. VTOL jet, right? So it's a vertical takeoff jet. So the fact that they have, let's say, a tiny factory that's building these little guys, eventually there's going to be, or there probably already are, giant, you know, physicists and scientists and machine guys who are going to, you know, 100x that template, and then you're going to see giant jets like being built in the same design and that's yeah. ah man I, I love this stuff and i just think about people who you know ended up pushing palmer out of oculus at the time right oculus and facebook um and i think you should just go yeah. and say sorry right now before this 100 any further because oh he's he is some pretty cool weapons. it's not even funny like this guy like <laughs> like like palmer <laughs> like the thing but, is that if you want to I don't think he's gonna. Oh, no, 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 not kill, kill anybody, but he's gonna but, uh, go after he's, his enemies. He's a powerful 100%. guy. percent like, What a lot of people don't realize is that if you want true power, it's you gotta play with 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 the military. That you you like we mentioned. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. about Microsoft is like yeah. <laughs> like how can a giant company make billions of dollars over a weekend without FCC or regulators or the government being involved? Like yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I I have to no, say the government though, is like, definitely with. Although the technology is is amazing, I really don't like this kind yeah. of stuff. I really like it's scary. Uh, I despise this a little bit. Like I I, I do I do mm -hmm. think technology is great. Like you know, and like technological advancement. But like, and I understand the concept of like, it's like oh, if we don't do it, somebody else will, and we need to you know you know be before.